Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, welcome to the Sabecast number 40 with Mod Zuko. Zuko. Like one, fellow gamers. What's up? Not much data, just... Playing some old school RuneScape. Very Ready nice. Ready to talk about some old school RuneScape. How are you today, my friend? I'm doing really good. I spent the entire morning trying to rework the Sabaycast thumbnails, and I think they're turning out great. Still got a lot of uh, images to get, so I've asked like every single previous guest if they would include some sort of at least somewhat high quality image for me. And then, yeah, we're making it. So. I like the pork facade one the best. The... <laughs> the 240p one here let me it's just beautiful i'm gonna sh i'm gonna show people this on my end real quick so these are the new ones as you guys can see um <laughs> this is the one zuko likes this is uh yeah favorite and then of course i even am going above and beyond so on spotify you are forced to have a square image so not only am I doing a 16 by 9, but I'm also doing the one-to-one the one, -to -one ratio uh, images as well. So I'm taking a lot of time to get these right, and I hope you guys are happy with them. But this podcast is about Zuko. So Zuko, I, I don't know much about you, honestly. All I know is you are... How do I describe you just based on my interactions with you in Twitch chat? You are super funny. You're a trance enthusiast. I didn't even realize that until like, I don't know, like a month ago or something. Very good. So that's amazing for me because I love trance. I got into trance through streaming and stuff. And you're also a big time gamer. I didn't even realize. Really? Yeah, I did not realize you were such a big gamer. I have seen some of your like Twitch clips. I think you play a hardcore, correct? But yeah, yeah, I play hardcore. I'm But you have a main account, right? Yeah, my main account, Fiorio. That is, that is, that that was great fun. But you know, I'm all about the hardcore lifestyle now. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. It just 
it suits me better. I just didn't realize I'd been living softcore all my life, and here I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, wait. So have you ever played an Iron Man before? No. That, that's not hardcore. So, okay. I, 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 no, I've never actually played an Iron Man even. Like, I just, So I had my goals, you know, and I hit my goals, and then I was like, now what? Now I make an Iron Man. So I want to ask you, is is the thing that makes your new account, your hardcore Iron Man, great? Is it is it the thing is it because it's an Iron Man or is it because you only have one life? Oh god. Obviously Honestly, it's probably both, think... but what what leans further, I guess? I think it's like the Iron Man part is the best part of it. It's like the most exciting part of the gameplay by far. But like the hardcore part, the reason that that's really cool is it kind of adds prestige to everything that you do. Like every time that you get your HP down just a bit too much, you kind of just go, oh my God, I did it. I didn't die. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> I know it just adds the extra bit of thrill. Yeah. I feel like if I lose this, well, I say if, when I lose this life and I don't know how I'm going to lose it yet, um, it's, it's not going to feel the same, but I'm going to stick to it because the base game mode is really, really fun. That's awesome. And that's good to hear because what disappoints me, and again, this is my personal thing, is I love love progressing in the game rather than remaking. So I love it when people can just accept the fact that they lost their little red symbol and continue on because I think Iron Man's beautiful the further you go. And so I I don't like seeing people like having eight different accounts that all stop at the same point roughly, you know? I don't know. At the end of the day, you are going to die. Like, there's there's no two ways around it. Even the best hardcore Iron Man that I know, they die. And yep. I am not the best hardcore Iron Man. I am probably, maybe if I'm lucky, going to get a quest cape, and then I am going to die doing something silly. I might die doing one of the Wilderness Diaries. I might die... Um, God damn, I don't know how I'll die. I'll, I'll probably die to Zuck somehow, just some BS like that, you know? <laughs> nice. it's, it's impossible to die to Zuck, by the way. No, I, I disagree. But, but you it, still there's, a, there's always a way. a way. Oh, God. Um, okay, so I want to start further back. So th- I want to talk about the Zuko before becoming a J-Mod. And even honestly... Yes. I guess You're going I, into my childhood here. Okay, maybe not that far, but like <laughs> let's 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 talk about your first uh, experience with RuneScape. So oh send us God. back. Send us back. When when is this? It's a mild autumn day in. Shit, damn it! I've already lost it. All right. Anyway, <laughs> it was like autumn two thousand four, and I was just on my way to moving into secondary school. Like, I guess you'd call it like, like what do you call it? Like, I call middle it middle school. school. Some US, people call it yeah. junior high. We call and it like, there was this boy that was part of my class and he, uh, um, well, my previous class when I was at the other school and he came over to my house and he told me there is this brilliant game that you have to play. However, there is a lot of fighting over resources. So unfortunately... There are too many people in the game. I can't let you know the name of the game because, <laughs> yeah, you just come and ruin it for me. Oh, God. So he made me close my eyes and then he typed it into my browser and he was like, okay, 
you can look now. And I just looked at the browser and it said runescape.com and he was like, <laughs> you weren't supposed to look. I'm like, yeah, well, it's like, oh, well, can't be the end of the world, really. And um, I actually, so my first character was a dude with a big, long white beard and white hair. He kind of looked, actually, I think he was basically like a recolored Swampletics, my first character. <laughs> and I loved him. Okay. What was, what was his name? Oh, I'm not going to give you the name from that back then. It's, it's, it, I, I, I was a stupid kid and I, I'm okay. terrified to share those okay, kind of things. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> because here's the thing, right? If you know the names from my past, you put them into Google and then you see the kind of crap that I wrote on forums when I was 12 years old. And I'm not having that. <laughs> oh, that's fair. It's just not, it's not good for me. That, that's, that's understandable. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you. So twenty, so twenty oh four, what what happened after that? Did you get instantly hooked or what? Did you just play it for a little bit? Yeah, I think like I think I might have been instantly hooked. To be honest, like I kind of remember waking up at like four thirty a.m. Sometimes just like you know, my brain just decided that I shouldn't have more than a few hours of sleep, and then. I was just so happy. I was like, oh my god, I get to wake up at 4.30? That's like four hours before my parents wake up. I can play RuneScape for four hours without them giving me BS. This is fantastic. So yeah, I was hooked. And I loved thieving. I would regularly just ditch out on my friends to do thieving. Oh, so you were a member way back then. Actually, that was when I was 12. So it probably took me about a year to convince my mum to get me membership. Okay. And um. I have no idea how I convinced her because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, your parents, when you're young, they want like rationalization behind what you spend. Yeah. But I can't offer you rationalization. I just sat her in front of the membership page and I was like, look, mom, the gnomes, they're, they're riding tortoises. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? What is happening? Like, no, I I, I, I look I look back at convincing my dad because I had to convince my dad because I had to get like I don't even think my mom had an email in 2004 because I also started in 2004. I don't even oh, know like we were I had to convince my dad that these people weren't gonna like steal his email and stuff. But we finally like you know I'd, I'd spend a month saving up five bucks and then I'd give it to him and be like Can you do this for me? Oh my god. And he, ah, oh, and you saved up your, oh, you're, that's amazing that you saved up your own money for it. Yeah, I had to, I had to clean the bathroom, like, I think I'd make, like, 50 cents every time I cleaned the bathroom. So, it was probably, like, 10 times. And I that couldn't clean unfair. it every day. Either. Dude, that is, like, child labor. What the fuck? Like, 50 cents for no, cleaning a whole bathroom? Yeah, for some reason, we actually made money the younger we were. And then we stopped making money from, like, jobs. Like, we were just forced to at that point. Like, mowing the lawn and stuff, we just were forced to without oh, pay right. <laughs> was, oh dearie, yeah. dearie. <laughs> anyway but <laughs> continuing how was um did you ever quit before old school came out or did you play up until then uh yeah i'm afraid i did i i think the first time that jagex lost me was 2009 i played it all the way up till 2009 and there was just something wrong with my brain back then in that I I couldn't keep up with the game. 
So it might sound silly because most people were worried about like wilderness and free trade back then. And I I was I just had my head in the clouds. I was just like, damn, I can't believe they added summoning. Now I have to like pick stuff up off the floor. It's ugh, I hate this. And like yeah, the game just changed quite a bit and eventually I was like, right, well, you know, I'm sixteen years old. I'm a real adult now. I, I, I can't play these uh, childish video games anymore. I quit. <laughs> and then I came back like like probably like two weeks later for all that. <laughs> two weeks later. Jesus Christ. But um after that point, um Oh, here's here's gonna be a little bombshell for you actually. Um I was I was a naughty child. Well actually I was a naughty adult to be honest. I in 2012 i would play a private server and it was like i forget the exact year it was but it was like a clone of the old game and i loved that because it was just like everything i remembered without the stuff that confused me and stuff that felt like excess if that made sense okay and then around that time I heard rumblings that Jagex may indeed be starting up their own old version of the game sometime soon. And that ended up being Old School RuneScape. And so I was there on the release day to play Old School RuneScape. And I was so happy because I could finally fish in Cathabay with a billion other people again. Wow. And then a big fish stole my fucking harpoon. And I was angry. Oh yeah, that's back when like randoms actually did stuff. It's not fair, dude. But yeah, they were really fun. So I, w I want to get a little bit more into day one of old school because I never got that experience. And I've talked to a few other guests on the Sebe cast and their experiences with it. But what was the feeling like of starting over? Everybody's level three and it's the game you grew up loving. So I was a skiller growing up. Um slash role player slash talker like i played the game to socialize more than anything mm -hmm. in my own little medieval world and um so when the game actually released again i knew a little bit more the experience it wasn't the same it wasn't that same like i'm going to stand on the spot and just interact with some guy in the middle of like Falador and then he's going to become my best friend for a while and then he's going to take like 5k off me and I'll cry for a week like that experience was gone now I was in Cafe Bay fishing because I wanted my fishing level to go up because I was older and things had changed but I think the first day experience was like such a mad rush it was ridiculous it was like hard to kind of get onto a world it was hard to get out of the door on tutorial island for fuck's sake i think later i found out that like there was another way through the door like i don't remember exactly i think they did something to either skip part of tutorial island or move like like keep the door open or something oh yeah yeah it was i thought there was like an npc that was like named skippy or something you could just I think so. I think I don't, I don't know if that was on release. I'm just thinking of. I think I've heard that before. Never used There's it. A decent, I mean, the the thing is, we're going back about oh, like eight and a half years now, you know, and my brain is going to be fuzzy about that first day. Yeah. All I can really remember is 
I think I probably wanted to do Tutorial Island because it was like, you know, I made a couple of other accounts to kind of get that same feeling back on what had become RS3. Mm. But um, you couldn't get it because it, it wasn't the same experience. You didn't have Tutorial Island anymore. It was like, there was like a dragon-based one, I think, that you had to do. Um, it was like you were underground. That that was kind of like the introduction. I don't really remember it very well, though. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I have no... I've never played RS3, so I have no idea. Really? Not I've, ever? I've never. I think I've maybe, maybe logged into it once. But honestly, it's so fuzzy. It must have been in 2015 if I ever did. Because, or maybe I, maybe I watched my friend log into it. But honestly, I can't even... You yeah. watched your friend. Because I quit in 2007 when they got rid of free trade and stuff. That was that was my Ooh. game. So you, like, you were like a role player slash skiller slash... I also was super, I played for the social aspect and me not being able to just freely trade my stuff and other people freely trading their stuff to me was just so dumb and it ruined the game for me. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Damn. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird because I thought it was dumb as well, but when I was younger... I really struggled to understand how to play the game. Like we all did. Well, Trust no, me. seriously, like I didn't know anything. You say you say that, but I remember like people knew what they were doing back then, right? Yeah, like, but some they, people knew. Those were like the you know back in two thousand five, two thousand six. Like those were like the sixteen, seventeen year olds that all knew what they were doing. I was like eleven, <laughs> and so I had no idea what was going on. Like, my brain wasn't developed, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I got, like, level 60 thieving, and I was like, I need to make money. I'm going to kill chickens, you know? <laughs> like, that was how my brain worked. Yeah. I had no idea what was going on. I would just chop you, you logs. That was, uh, I was always a woodcutter. It was always, like, the, okay, I need to ask you this as well. Were you the miner, a uh, fisher, or a woodcutter? Sounds like you were a fisher, but I need to ask. Everybody no. was either one of them. I was not. I was the. I was a thief. I liked that feeling that I was different to everyone else, even though I played the same game that every other like eleven-year-old did in the world at the time. That's crazy. But like, I I was big into thieving. You know that boy that I told you about, the one that introduced me to the game. Yeah. Um, I leveled his account. Yeah, I know, right? I I, I got into his account <laughs> and yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I'll just deny and report myself. No wait, no mind. Uh, but like, um. Yeah, that I I leveled his account all the way to level forty thieving in one weekend, and then he bragged to me about how I how how he was like the master thief, and I got so <laughs> mad at him. I was just like, that was my work, and he's like, yeah, well, my account, bitch, and I'm like, oh my god, I hate you. Savage. It was horrible. So I'm calling him out now that I'm famous in the RuneScape world. God damn you, bro! What the hell was that? savage <laughs> god damn so yeah i never i never heard of anybody that was like a dedicated thiever over uh the basic three i guess it was because you were a yeah. member so early on so yeah but, i mean i i got into fishing later on but that was 2009 or so that i got into fishing so i need to ask does the baroque song bring back a flood of memories Cause... Are you asking me if Ardoin? Dude, Ardoin yeah. is my yeah. city. Yeah. That place is... Ugh. Every time I go there, it just 
fills me with happiness. I can't, I can barely even like, I, I don't know. I do it. It's, it's, it's my home city, you know? Yeah, no, I can later kind of be a bitch, but other than that, the place is wonderful. <laughs> I'd have to agree because yeah, Ardoin walking in there and I would go all the way from White Wolf Mountain, all the way through Sears Village, all the way south to Ardoin to the cake <laughs> stall. And I'd start thieving my little cakes. And that song, when it started playing, I was like, oh, my God. Because I would only get, like, a month or two of membership every summer. And then during the school year, I'd be back to free-to-play. Oh, my God. This happened for, like, three years. So, like, every summer, I would, like, save up five bucks and play. And that was, like, oh, my God. Like, if I can get to our doin, you know, like, that's the best. And I used to call it our Dugney when I was a kid. I think I called it our Dung. (laughs) Like the poop. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't know why. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, everyone still mispronounces things. There was just a Reddit post, like, last week talking about how people say, uh, I think they say corporal beast instead of corporeal. Uh, most well, people just call it corp. Well, he dish out the punishment. Sorry? Well, he does dish out the punishment, you know, the corporal <laughs> punishment. Yeah, maybe that's why you they get confused. to that guy. Uh, but yeah, no, there's still, like, words like that that are... Did you know that Elijah isn't actually pronounced Elijah? In America, it's pronounced Elysian. I I've always called it the Elysian Spirit Shield. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it in like British English. It yeah, I I don't know, man. I I I just think that everyone pronounces things wrong because Springscape is nothing but a bunch of made up words. <laughs> but like, those aren't made up words. Those are real words. <laughs> We're just. I think it's because we played. Really, I it's it's not a real enough word. That's you know? true. I mean, I guess it's not a common word at all. Like you know, nobody has ever just rolled up to me and been like, "Hey, moderator Zuko, how are you today?" And I'm like, "I'm doing Elysian, thank you, my friend. How are you?" Like, yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> okay, I wanna I wanna talk about your experience getting into. Uh, or I guess uh, working for Jagex now as a, you're a junior content developer. Is that correct? I am indeed. Yeah. So I want to. I want to know the story behind it all. What What made you even apply? What made me apply? Oh God. And when did this you apply? Is, uh... I also want to know. <laughs> it's going to be a bit of a fun story, but um, I was never one of the people that took an active interest in Jagex. Like, I know a lot of people care a lot about JMods and they care about just a lot of various little things about the game and its culture and what's behind it. I didn't really care. I just sort of played RuneScape a lot. And uh, in 2018, after kind of a long break, I got back into it. And early 2019, I just happened to see a broadcast that said, uh, come join the JMods on the stream. So I was like, okay, cool. Why not? I'll go have a watch see what they're going to announce because i'm playing the hell out of this game a lot lately anyway and immediately they were just like oh by the way you guys should totally apply to this uh this like uh gauntlet and Zulcano play test and so i was just like yeah hell yeah why not like i've got nothing to lose i'm not gonna get it but i got nothing to lose let's go let's do it and um yeah so about two weeks later, I got a call like, hello, is this Brittany? It's okay. I don't mind doxing myself. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, yeah. It's like, 
hi, this is Model Wolf from Jagex. How are you today? And I was like, oh my god, it's happening. Wow, Mod was Wolf like... was the one calling. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was like, I guess it was partly one of his things that he wanted to organize. Okay. Like, that was... It's kind of a thing at Jagex, you know, if people really want to do something, often we're given the... The, like we're empowered to do it if that makes sense yeah so, like you're offered all the tools to like succeed yeah it's 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 really nice honestly and um yeah so he called me and he's just like so uh can i ask you what is your favorite thing about old school runescape and like i had to be asked like i was bad at ppm so i was like oh chambers is eric that's the right answer to show you i'm a pro gamer and it's like, what's the, your least favorite? And it's like, agility. It's the worst thing ever. It's like, okay, <laughs> we'll call you back. And then they, yeah, then they paid for me to go down and have a good time with them and uh, play test the gauntlet and Zolcano. And wow. I, I was one of the first people to beat the Hanya for however the hell you pronounce it. That's going back to the previous conversation. But anyway, sorry, I, I, I tend to be a bit of a rambler, but um, that... that's kind of how I got interested in the first place okay and then i kind of after talking to people like i talked a lot to mod rock i talked a lot to i talked a bit to mod gambit and a few other people at the time even the mod, mod matt k actually and um it kind of just hit me that the culture was something i was after and it was kind of a product i really cared about so yeah i did my first application in 2019 so i I'd been to the office. I liked the look of it. I liked how people were. And uh, I didn't get accepted the first time that I applied. I, The first time I think that they hired um, Mod Flippy and that that was the time that I was like not responded to because I'm, I'm pretty sure they were just late in the process at that point and they mm. found the guy that they wanted, you know. And then I did another application and that was an application I was number two for, I was told. Uh, so that was mid 2019 and I made the decision yeah you know screw it I'm I'm done I am gonna go back to why you know my trade which is electronic engineering I'm just gonna go balls to the wall and do well with that so I did I got myself a nice little job which was like two miles uh north of Jagex as an electronic engineer which was kind of a blue ball, to be honest with you, considering how much I liked Jagex. And like, then COVID happened and I needed friends because I felt very alone. Yeah. And um, ended up joining a chat group with Mod G, uh, Mod G's chat group for her stream. And because um, she was a friend of mine. And um, yeah, I met Mod Lenny in that group, actually. And I kind of got like super into like all the detailed questions with him about the game and about everything that he did and stuff like that. And dude, the, the itch just it just got me. <laughs> and so this was like twenty, uh, well October twenty twenty. I decided, yeah, screw it, I'm giving it another go. And it was really good that time around. I got a call within. 45 minutes of applying wow and then i got an interview uh i think this was a friday so i got it on the monday then i had my second interview later that week and then over the weekend again 
and then after that I got the job and yeah it must have been like 10 days turnaround and then I just left my previous job so yeah so is it everything you ever wanted how is how is working at Jagex I'm really enjoying myself to be honest with you it's um I'll be honest it's it's had its ups and downs over time but the ups are really really good and they are really really often and it's just so satisfying working on the game that like I, it, it's kind of hard to describe but like i can just get enamored with what i'm doing and just spend hours doing it just because i want to do it you know that's awesome and um yeah the the work is actually really really quite well managed most of the time to be honest with you and you and haven't um, worked in the office have you it's all been remote i've been in the office um once so far and that's so I moved house and i didn't have internet mm. and then i just needed a place to be that i could actually work so i went to the office for about a week earlier in the summer oh yeah it was nice but i you know it it was covid time so yeah i just sat on my own and just didn't really talk to anyone so it wasn't really the you know the real office yeah. experience but yeah it's it's pretty lovely working for jagex i think it's a really good company to work for so what was the thing do you think that gave you the job because i know there's probably listeners that probably have a little bit of interest in working for jagex maybe a lot but they don't maybe they're intimidated by it but you so you applied three times and you got it the third correct yeah so and the thing is that, what, what um, was the thing that that made it all so happen? the first time the first time i didn't stand out because i guess i i thought my resume didn't really scream game designer which is kind of what they're looking for you know that they're, they're looking for experience in the field because mm. at the end of the day if you want to work at jagex there are a lot of people that you're competing with. And if you're going to apply, you have to have something that other people don't necessarily have. And that is going to be really, really difficult to do. Because, <laughs> um, you know, you think about the developers, for example, and, you know, what would set you apart? Like, maybe it's, I know the game very well. Okay, but you know there's like there's a lot of other people that also know the game very well that have applied for this exact role and um yeah i guess like the thing for me was the first time that i applied i didn't really know anyone at the company that well i've just gone to a play test and then been super enthusiastic then the second time i'd actually asked for help like i said to people i didn't get it the first time can you look at my resume? Would you mind talking to me about it? And actually, um, yeah, I will, I, I'll, I'll big ups for Matt K here is he actually, uh, responded to me through discord and he was like, show me your resume. And then he like drew circles around it and like showed me what I was doing wrong and how to stand out and stuff. Wow. So, you know, that level of refinement, knowing what you're missing, that's like the first thing and then the thing that really gave me the job i think second time around you know 
I guess you'd have to ask people who hired me more than anyone, but I think what did it is that I went away and I worked as part of a software slash hardware development team for a while. And having that kind of like team experience is kind of what they're looking for at Jagex mm. more than anything is someone who's able to come in and actually work well with other people. Okay. I can't promise that I'm particularly good at working with other people sometimes, but uh, <laughs> for the most part, I think I'm pretty decent at working with other people. And I, I just, I didn't have that before because I'd done a lot of solo projects on my first uh, application. Yeah. But this time around, you know, I had teamwork and I'd worked in the same field of development as them. So yeah, that, that seemed to put me over the edge and give me the opportunity to work at Jagex. So what are, what are a few of the projects that you've worked on so far since being a JMod? So I've worked on three projects so far. Okay. The first one was Temporos. Sorry, no. Um, yeah, yeah, Temporos was the first project that I helped uh, uh, push out. Zuko, before. weren't we going to do Temporos together? Did I just completely we space that? <laughs> Did okay. I just completely space that before the recording? Okay. I'm doing Temporos right now. I'm, I'm getting fish I'm, from I'm the coming to Temporos. I'm coming to Temporos with you. I'm coming to Temporos with you because I completely spaced it and I promised that we would do Temporos together. Here I am fishing anglers. I'm completely... <laughs> you excited for Temporos? This is going to be great. I'm excited and you want to know why I'm excited? Because I'm still bad at it and uh, I need to get a fish barrel. Oh my god, that's awesome. I need to get a tackle box. I got my tackle box, so I'm using right now. Oh, okay, I'm a... okay you're going to have to remind me quickly what to bring. This is during the you same guess. Trying to get my stuff. This is fine. This is this is what the people pay the money for, you know. <laughs> um, I need a net, right? Even though it's free, <laughs> you need a harpoon, okay, a hammer, a rope, or a spirit angler's outfit, and you need some buckets of water to put out fires. And maybe you can bring astrals in order to humidify. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so. I'm 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 coming. Give me a sec. It's okay. I'm I'm just gonna be uh, chilling with your boy Temporos for a little while until you're here. Let's let's hear about um, how Temporos was though designing that. That was your first project, correct? <laughs> it was. Yeah, I worked on it relatively closely with Mod Squid and Mod Wolfie. Squid being a developer of the project and Wolfie mostly heading up the QA at the time. Um, Halo did quite a bit as well at the same time. And um, it was probably the most beautiful introduction I could have ever hoped for to Jagex, to be honest. Um, I, you know, talking to how good Mod Squid is at what he does, he is, the, the only word I can possibly use is disgustingly good at his job. Like, wow. he's ridiculously good at what he does. Like, I was kind of just this over-enthusiastic, like, almost like a kid in a candy shop, just like, yeah, I'm working on a Jagex thing. This is great. And, like, then they're kind of giving me jobs that are scary, like the rewards, for example. And I'm like, oh, my God. But I'm not a real adult. You can't give me this job. What the hell, man? Like, I thought we agreed to this, you know? And, like, so I implemented the... Uh, well, I, I was, like, kind of writing up the rewards. And he just comes to me with, like, 
a list of calculations of how it could fit in to his current like points allocation system mm-hmm. and basically just make it spit out the exact numbers that you would want every time just regardless really of like what level you are and everything like that it just t- took into account absolutely everything and like the other thing that was really cool was he had made like a simulation of Temporos, uh, like like he had written this Python script simulating every single action, the amount of ticks it took, and like had this idea in his head. Like I think that the threshold he had was like twenty percent of like AFK slash people being lazy, and he was able to look at people's levels versus the rates they had set. He's able to look at people cooking versus not cooking, people doing like the crystal harpoon versus not the harpoon, group sizes with people of all sorts of levels coming together. And he was actually able to make it like balance out so that it would be a challenge every single time, no matter what the group was. And like, I kind of want to put a highlight to that, how incredible that is that Temporos was released and then people of God knows how many different group sizes just ran out the boat jumped in and just ended up working out like yeah there was like nothing that went wrong with Temporos except bugs that i made you know it's amazing (laughs) it was okay wait first of all i need to ask what world are you on (laughs) what world am i oh right uh good question let me have a look i am on world 524 would you like me to join you no i'm coming to you oh you're coming to england hell yeah welcome to england (laughs) Thank you. Wait, are you, are you in a game still? No, I got kicked out because I got confused. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm going to actually gather some rewards. I saw you. Uh, yeah, you can I already go. got the pet, though. Wait, are you getting your rewards now? You're not going to wait for me? Oh, I'm just going to get a few real okay. quick rewards. Okay. because. Let's see if you get a I... pet. No, I already got the pet. <laughs> God damn it. Wait, you don't, it like... you don't have a tackle box, but you have a pet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there's a question on that that somebody wrote. on the t- <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about that a little bit later. So I have to say that... Okay, wait, am I missing anything? Rope, hammer, and just buckets oh. of water with... Let's wait for this guy to leave. Okay. Shit. Oh, no. I'm, I'm coming down. It's not very professional gamer of you. <laughs> it's not very Sebe H of me. All right, ready? Now we climb up. Hell yeah. <clears throat> so, my first uh, experience with Temporos, well, I did it on day one. I had w- so many other goals, so I didn't really get invested. I probably did like 3KC, but all I saw was that it was perfectly balanced. That was like the main thing I took away from the first week of release was yep. everyone was like, wow, like... The rewards aren't too OP. They're still nice, and they still have their cool uses. And then, like, the gameplay is... It's very simple, but there still is ways to, like, you know, improve and get better stuff. Jesus Christ, why is it so dark? Oh, I need to turn off this lighting effects. I'm getting, like, flashes. The HD stuff? Yeah, I'm scared. It's what you get using the official client, Steam. Hell yeah! Wait, how do you turn off the lights? This is gonna <laughs> this is gonna give like some of my audience seizures. What is it called? I mean, is it 
projectile the 117 wipes? hd thing yeah 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 what's it on like what's the plugin oh flashing effects there we go i got it hell yeah okay we should be good now <laughs> <laughs> By the way, yeah, I did I did 50 Temporos for uh whatever it was, like easy combat achievements and uh haven't done any since, so I'm going to be a little rough. And now that I'm doing it on a Sebe cast, it's going to be extremely rough. People are going to uh flame me for how bad I am, but are you on the other we, side by the way? Is that just what happens? I am on the other side. We, okay. you know, we're doing it from both ends. It's great. <laughs> this is going to Oh god, why did I say that? <laughs> um but yeah, no, they did. You guys did a really good job with balancing and just like the place looks nice. I mean, obviously, I'm in HD right now. It looks nice. And uh, yeah, yeah it was really good. So, temporal, like, I think one of the things that kind of made me feel a bit sad was um, I got a lot of credit for Temporos because I am extraordinarily loud and I don't stop talking. And so. <laughs> I was very quickly becoming like the vocal person that people were looking towards mm. on the project. But I can tell you out loud that it was like, I, I think I did about 5% of the work on Temporos. Um, you know, Squid <laughs> did about 90%. And, you know, the, the project was almost done by the time I turned up. Like, by the time I turned up. <laughs> and then you just I started talking he, about it. Yeah, I just, I, I, I was super hype and enthusiastic and stuff. The thing is that people are like, oh, yeah, Motsuka and the boss that she made. And I'm just like, no, don't do this to me. <laughs> I was sad. But, um, yeah, that's kind of like why I try and amplify how amazing what Mod Squid did is, to be honest. That's awesome. No, yeah, and uh, the whole update was really great. So shout out to Mod Squid for uh, being a beast. Yeah, I'm really happy for it. And, um. Yeah, actually, it's kind of funny you mentioned the rewards balancing stuff. Um, it's kind of a weird one, because at Jagex, the rhetoric we have around giving rewards is very much just, it's going to go wrong. Like, there is absolutely no way that you can tell in advance what is going to happen and how people feel about it. So do the most reversible thing that you can possibly do and then wait for the community sentiment to come back. You know, this was effectively a, it, it's like, it's not even a mid-level boss. It's a low-level boss. Mm -hmm. And it's harder than the average finishing meta. So you'd want it to, like, make quite a bit of decent cash, you know? Yeah. But the decision we made was to go as low as possible with what we felt wasn't taking the piss, basically, out of people. Yeah. And so... I kind of ran a poll within Jagex about how much the boss should give. Basically, should it be like 100 to 200k to 300? Should it give two mil an hour? You know? Yeah. Stuff like that. And most people at Jagex were like, oh, dude, it should go over 300 at the most. You know? Definitely not. And um, yeah, basically, I, I released it with absolute trash rewards because I expected that the Tome of Water might actually have a lot of niche use for barraging and the likes. And that just ended up not being true. Yeah. So the, the rewards were really undervalued at the end of the day. Well, and then I was just able to turn up on the stream and just be like, good news, guys, I fucked up. I'm going to change it, you know. But that's... That was easy. But, like, it's not all GP rewards because, like, some of the... 
rewards you get are untradeable and honestly like a fishing barrel would probably i mean wait are they untradeable shit i'm an iron man so i don't actually know what's untradeable or not is a yeah, fishing yeah. barrel the, untradeable the barrel is untradeable the tackle box is untradeable okay. yeah those would um, be pretty expensive because those are very very useful especially the especially the fishing barrel i think uh, a lot of people afk karambwans and other things like that yeah that's so. wonderful that's why i want yeah them. i can <laughs> i can understand that but like as far as Iron Man were concerned, I I had no idea about what the Iron Man metas were or anything. Mm, true. So I deferred to Husky, Eleanor, and Arcane on that and just said, like, help me out here. What can I give? And they were like, okay, seaweed, but not too much. <laughs> like, like, just a bit of seaweed as a treat. And, like, other than that... um maybe some gems like little things just just nothing too crazy give them some food but not all high level food that takes away the grind from elsewhere and that's kind of why i made the decision you know i'm not going to give anglerfish i'm not going to give carambuan i'm not going to give dark crabs or anything i'm yeah i'm just going to give a little bit of trawler fish and stuff like that as well well i think it ended up being really good so thank you i want to hear about your other projects that you've been a part of and how they compare Absolutely. to Temporos, especially? Uh, other than that, most recently, I was working on the Enhanced Client Project. And that is a different ball game to Temporos because it's absolutely not in-game content. It is, you know, it's, it's its own thing. It's basically UI work. It's interface work. It's... A little bit of user experience stuff as well, really. And I will have to say, I love the enhanced client. It's it is wonderful, and it makes me very, very happy. I'd like to be on that project forever. That's awesome. <laughs> so, um, what what are what are part of it? What are parts of it that you've been especially a part of? So for me, I think the main thing is like systemizing stuff. I kind of started off by implementing the agility helper which is currently available on steam and um yeah the agility helper was it was really really fun but as part of that i was like oh i think we should have like a more generic infrastructure for like really simple things like opening a box in the top left corner of your screen you know mm-hmm and like, like just really simple stuff like that, but trying to make it as easy as possible. So whenever a developer comes up next, a lot of this is like, a lot of this job is making it so that in the future, this client can be maintained without further, like extreme levels of work, if that makes sense. So like, I think a lot of the reason that Jagex got caught behind with, um, you know, Runelite coming out in front and being the main piece of software is just that the upfront work for everything is just humongous every time to yeah. just have all the little UI concerns to deal with. So, you know, my goal was to come in and help make it a bit easier to actually use the um, kind of like the developer backend stuff so that you can just just open a damn box. You don't have to like re-implement stuff a thousand times over. You just type, you know, 
write this stuff on the screen and then that's it. You don't have to worry about where it is on the screen or how it's displayed or anything like that. You just give it the content and it's done. Stuff that will mean that, you know, when we release rates free, when we release everything else going forward, that stuff can be done as simple jobs and then you can have your rates free plugin within a reasonable period of time, you know? Yeah. So there is people, I mean, I probably would include myself in it, but so like RuneLight's amazing. And absolutely, it's like, I want, I don't, I don't know if you're even allowed, I don't even know if you know, or if you're allowed to say, but is Jagex's plan to uh, have like, have there be one client eventually and have it be theirs? And so they're trying to improve or are they just trying to fix their own client and there's no plan actually to uh, eventually ban all other clients? So I'm aware at the moment the plan is really simply just make the best freaking client possible. We've, you know, we've effectively needed to play catch up this whole time mm -hmm. and that's what we're doing now. Well, you that's know, cool. Like there's no... I mean, I know it's like a lot of conspiracies and stuff that I hear on Reddit of like, that's why they're doing all this and that's why they're doing this. But um, and it's been igniting a lot of the HD stuff recently. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's I think that's cool. And um, a lot of the uh, th I, I don't play on the, like the Steam client or anything, so I don't really know everything that's there yet. But something, at least for me, the, the one thing that makes me never leave RuneLight is GPU, stretch fix mode, and XBR. Like, those are huge. So yeah. Oh, how could you? <laughs> what What do you mean? I'm just joking. <laughs> um, there's a few people at Jagex that don't like XBR. I think it's pretty nice. What? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to tell everybody right now. XBR is an eyesore for the first two hours. It's a hundred... It's, it is what it is like it's going to be an eyesore for the first two hours because you're not used to it but as soon as you get used to it xbr you can never go back you just literally can never go back so um it's like using anything like hd like oh crap i gotta go there uh but you're doing great thank you yeah th I, I don't think i'm doing too bad I don't know how many fish to really catch because I don't see like how many you're doing and stuff, but I think I'll I think just about kind of pick it up. Okay. And then I cook them. And then the second time, how many do you get? Same thing, actually. Okay. I always have a few left over. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that would um, be... There's a lot of benefits. Like, even if Jagex were to ban all the clients, like there is benefits to that. And I've talked about it with other guests, like speed running wouldn't be an issue anymore if there was only like one client you could use, you know, like speed running as in like people using illegal plugins to like help them and stuff. But, yeah, exactly. But for the most part, I don't think like anybody's too bothered about people having like crazy plugins that they're using. I feel like it just comes down to speed running. I mean, I might be wrong. Yeah, that makes sense. Like... I, I think that a lot of the stuff is just like like I, I'll give my personal view really because there's decisions that are made in Jagex that are split you know like people have their own opinions on yep. it and I think the big one that people like to talk about is 
the entity hider on death so that you can't click on like a monster oh, that's yeah. currently undergoing its death animation. And like, I'm not sure how most people at the company feel, but personally, I just see it as a quality of life thing. I don't think that the, I don't think that the death animation should be stopped. I think it just makes the game look a bit jank when the monster just disappears. Yeah. But like, I would like to see it in the future that we have uh, the, the click box of the monster removed as it's undergoing its death animation so that you can't click on something that's dying, basically. That's exactly what I've been trying to get to happen because, like, you can keep the animation. It looks cool, but just let us be able to click through it. Like, why are we still able to click on a dead monster? And it makes a change for Slayer as well. Like, you know, because you do a lot of stacking of monsters, like Necreals. Yeah. And that would be really cool to be able to just click on the one that actually is on top of the stack that's not dead. Yeah. No, for real. That's, like, the biggest one. And I think that's the... Besides, like, I've seen certain clients use, like, there's, like, a tick counter and stuff that tells you exactly when to do certain things. But for the most part, it all... Oh, shit. This... Heather's... You got it, buddy. Oh, my God. I'm a fucking god. You did I, it? I, I had to clear off the, the seaweed. Yeah. I... Oh, thank God, man. Yeah. There was, there was seaweed <laughs> on the thing. I think it broke again. What the hell? Like, it didn't even show it ever fixed. There's still seaweed on it. It's, uh, it's so, free construction XP. That's true. So, uh, God damn it, I got shocked. So, people, um, have kind of compared Temporos to Winter Todd. Yeah. Do you think that's a good thing that it's comparable? Obviously, they're not the same. In fact, I think Temporos is better. Especially the re- claiming the rewards is you guys did amazing with that. I think that um, I think the Temporus has turned out to be a bit more successful in terms of how it fits into the game and people enjoying it in general. You know, it's it's kind of rare to have a project in Jagex that gets that kind of like positive accolade so quickly. <laughs> and um. Yeah, I think it does well. But that being said, Winter Todd is the place to be. You know, it's it's how so many people start their account, and yep. it's buzzing. Like, what I think, like four and a bit years on now from release. <laughs> I know because it's the only thing that fire making has going for it. It's an it's an essential and skill, cool. and like you just have to do it. And Winter Todd's the only like for the majority of the player base, the only. Uh enjoyable way to train so yeah but i think um i think winter Todd's good stuff i'm happy about it do you guys just, have any plan um, oh i can just i can just immediately go um do you guys have any plan to change how the rewards are given out through winter todd do you know because i know I people know love temperos but i think um i think there's a few things that i'd like to see change about it but that's you know subject to other people working on it because it's not really my project but um i think the the main thing i would like is to see the interruptions stop during yes. the, uh, the kindling and stuff yep i'm going to be completely honest i don't think that that's a mechanic as much as people would like to see it as a mechanic um during the first bit of the release of temporos um i don't know if you remember but the cooking would get interrupted by a wave Oh, and, um, okay. 
yeah, it doesn't get interrupted anymore. Interesting. People but it's still not it. good to get hit by a wave. Like, you still don't want oh, that no. to happen. But the beginning of the wave animation would interrupt the cooking. That makes oh, sense. Oh, the beginning of it. I see. Yeah, yeah. Like, the warning as opposed to the actual wave itself. Okay. But, um... Yeah, that no. was um, that was changed later on. I think uh, I think like a week after release, maybe. I think you guys, as a whole, like just the J mods, the the content devs. I think you guys are really starting to understand. Um, I know, like Arcane, especially. I I see Fasani's Nightmare, and I'm just like, he gorgeous. Just did so well with it. There's so much that's just fun, and not it doesn't piss you off. You know, playing. it's a chef's kiss of PVO. Yeah. Honestly, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite part was he, like, did a podcast with you about, like, so he did your podcast, and one of the things he talked about was Nightmare and Fasani's, mm-hmm. and I like how he basically just kept a poker face the whole time, because <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was working on Fasani's at the oh, time. Oh, he must like, have he been. Was... <laughs> he was really funny. It's just funny, because me and Lake both were just, and there was others as well, but we, we were like the streamers that were doing it, but like grinding for a maze, and we're just so dry there. Yeah, and, and then uh, you got it. Yeah, and then like the day Lake got it. <laughs> All right, we're coming out with the Fasanis. And what's funny is, it, uh, Lake got his, like the I guess the day before or whatever, um, of Fasani's yep. announcement. And then I got my mace the day at, the day of the release, so it's like I remember me and like both basically got it like the same time ish. But of course, it was two yeah. months. So you were like you were trying to be the number one Iron Man, weren't you at the time? Perfasani's, yeah. And, and I like, claimed that just as you were burning out a little bit, you just get the mace. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, I set I set out to get rank one and to get a mace, and guess what? By the end of the day, I was rank one and I got my mace. So I think it was Absolutely very su- professional. It was, it was a successful mission. Oh God! Run! Oh wait, I don't even have any fish. This doesn't even matter. Does it? Wait, if you don't have fish in your inventory, does it matter if you get hit by a wave? Oh, it destroys some of your stuff. Take your equipment off you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just don't bring like a twisted bone here. No, I'm joking. It won't destroy okay. any. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Okay. That would be. That would be fantastic. Do you remember like some of the updates where like some kind of like dangerous mechanic was included that people didn't think of? I think the, the one I'm thinking of is um, 2019 with the uh, Mount Karom dungeon. And, oh like, yeah. People would like go running into the Hydra, they would die, <laughs> and then they would just go running back naked and just like get absolutely trashed by the floor heat. <laughs> And just lose like a bill's worth of stuff. That was absolutely gorgeous. It was. I just remember feeling so bad because uh, there was a clip of a guy. I it's such a foggy memory, but a clip of a guy running back and like he died. He didn't even realize that he just lost all his shit. And it was <laughs> he attempted again to run back and get his stuff. Oh, bless. I'm just like, oh, so bad. Especially when they're in Iron Man. It's like, wait, what is happening? Was I supposed to be? Oh, you were late, my friend. You're behind the times. You uh, you missed the entire boss-killing part of the game. People are going to watch this and be like, what is this guy doing? Oh, God. This is why I don't do difficult. See, you say this is low-level. This is high-level. If I can't do it on a Sebe cast, it ain't low-level. Low-level is like just AFKing fishing. 
valid, but you know, you can do it at like what level thirty-five. Anyone can do Temperus. Not during a podcast. Well, not well during a podcast. Whether they do it well, yeah, that's another. You're question doing. Entirely. You're probably doing perfectly, but you know this. Oh, I'm tip perfect. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I I don't make mistakes. I've just been <laughs> tick flicking since I was born. Okay, we've been talking for a while, and I want to cover some of these Twitter topics. So, first one I see is Scapesy is asking. If no one else had a say and you can make one update or change, what would it be? I'm assuming to the game. You know, the crazy thing is that I decided I wouldn't read the questions beforehand to try and give a genuine answer. I really wish I'd read the questions now. Because <laughs> I don't have a fucking clue. I Let me try and think about this for a moment. Okay. Dungeoneering. There you go. You That's would it. want that to come into the game. Yeah, I don't. I've like never, the, I've never played it. I, I mean, I don't like the exact implementation on RS3. I don't like the idea of just going to this one place. I would rather it be spread around like the entirety of Gilenor, to be honest. Mm. But I would absolutely love to have actual like dungeon kind of raids that you do. Like, is there any chance you've played the video game series Dark Cloud? No. Amazing, you should give it a go sometimes. But what, it's like, what is it on? Is it a PC game? Oh, it's it's PlayStation Two. It was it was absolutely gorgeous. I loved it bits. But um, yeah, Dark Cloud had like this very addictive element to it in that you'd go into these dungeons, you would like kill every single monster, they would drop supplies, you would get your weapons leveled up while you were killing them, um. You would just grind dungeons day to night, and it was, it was the best feeling ever. And like, I want that in old school RuneScape. I would, if if I could do anything, that's exactly what I would do. I would just commandeer this product and turn it into like this weird dark cloud sort of esque game. No, that sounds so. What what is it? So, uh, many people have probably played Dungeoneering. I haven't. Is it similar to raids? Or I suppose so. It's more like the gauntlet though. Okay. You know, but it's you like go super in, in you... depth gauntlet. And it's yeah, I guess based. So. Honestly, I didn't play an awful lot of RS3 Dungeoneering, but yeah, you go in, you get your uh, you get your fish, you get your supplies, you fight the boss, you complete the dungeon, you get your dungeoneering XP. So, it's... do you think that Raids 3 will have some of those? I don't know what what you know about Raids 3 or how far it is in development or anything, but like... Oh, I know everything about Raids 3. <laughs> do you think uh, that's going to be... Uh, apparently, there's like five rooms or something like that, and then there's like a boss room. Five? Five and a boss room? Wow, really? Is that... Oh, okay, maybe I'm completely off. I just remember hearing something that there's like... You can choose the order of bosses you want to do, and then there's like a final hey, really? boss at the end. That's crazy. That's a, that's nice. You know, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what's happening? Hey, oh, come God. on! You're asking for classified information, this, buddy. This, this is this is not this classified. Is, this is big stuff. You know, they've they've leaked that. That is not classified. <laughs> yeah, we've leaked a little bit, but I I tend to be quite private when it comes to other people's work because. I'm not on the Raids 3 team. 
um i think it's for them to talk about what they want to talk about really so like is there... i talk about enhanced client plenty but that's you know i i know that project inside out so i know what's okay to talk about and what's not so what are is there a project you're working on that you haven't released that that jagex hasn't released to like uh the public i guess about that they're working yeah. on at the moment i'm working on leaks free Ooh, but they've released that is there anything that you haven't uh well i mean they haven't released that but they oh released they've announced it about, right? yeah that's what i meant um no everything's actually public i was working on the enhanced client before um before we had actually uh like announced it so it kind of took us a while to announce it to be honest it's been in development for a while but um yeah other than that it's it I, i've been working on very transparent stuff you know like temperance it was it was private what we were doing but at the same time that's all been released now um yeah same thing for um the enhanced client we're very much transparent now about what we're doing what our plans are stuff like that um and leagues you know i know what's going on leagues i know some of the ideas but so have yeah. you uh speaking about leagues have you played all the leagues so i have played a little bit of trailblazer and i've played a little bit of um the twisted league but i didn't actually get properly into it it just wasn't really my play style if i'm honest with you mm, yeah was it what was it that wasn't your play style was it like the progression of being lost or what yeah that that's exactly it it's like you know how i said earlier about my iron man you were talking about like hardcore versus regular iron man right and um you know i i mentioned that i had my account that i had stuck to since the beginning all the way to maxing that that's kind of how my brain works is i've got one thing that i care about and then that's it yeah and so it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to get into other stuff so I'm probably going to get into group Iron Man in like three years when I'm done with my hardcore Iron Man, you know? I, I'll i always be late to the party because what I care about is my one thing. Right now I'm a hardcore and yeah, leagues just never really appealed to that mindset with me because it just, the, the progress went away. That's, yep. that's really just it really. And what you said kind of reminds me of Mr. Mammal. Uh, he was just talking about how he's always late to things because he just he gets attached to like what he's doing, and then it's hard for exactly. him to like move on. And that's the same with me as well. Like yeah, I don't, exactly. I can't, I can't like just play a different account rather other than this right now because I just have way too many goals. So exactly, it's hard to really pull yourself away from that. But that being said, there are plenty of content creators that are going to jump onto Group Iron Man, and I am going to watch the living hell out of them, just like I watched the living hell out of Dead Man Mode and Leagues while I'm working. So, speaking of Group Iron Man, there's been a lot of, uh, maybe, I don't know what's happening. I don't know when the when the poll's being released, what the results are, but... Hey, you're asking all of the insider information today. You want to know what we're doing with raids free? You want to know like how we're going to manipulate the stock market? No, 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 gain? no. Absolutely just... not manipulating. I'm just, I just want, <laughs> I want to hear. Um, okay, personally, I voted. Okay, I voted yes to Group Iron Man. I think it would be great. 
I think it'd be fun I for the game. So. I did vote yes. And um but there was definitely a lot of people that voted no. And so Oh, we fucked up. I don't even we know. Oh up, wait. Oh, so we, we all we all died. Kicked out. Yeah, it's pathetic gameplay. We just forgot. I didn't even know you boss... could die. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you're not paying attention to Temperos. What Squid was right all along. Dude, you gotta carry me. I don't know what I'm doing. Try my you best. gotta carry. If if I you gotta if we're about to die, you need to tell me what to do. I'll, I'll yell at the top okay. of my lungs, Sounds and good. it will scare everyone watching. People listening to this on Spotify without the video are going to be so confused at what's happening. Mandrew asks, what is your favorite thing about OSRS as a player and as a developer? And then there's a few other questions specifically about Avatar, but first thing I want to ask is, yeah, what is your favorite thing about OSRS as a player and as a developer? Player? It is the goals. Old school is a goal simulator. You know, it's just like you do the thing to get the other thing. You do more things to get more things. You then use those things to get more stuff. And it's just like, I, I just absolutely love that style of gameplay. I love the feeling of like, whenever I have any time spare, I will be able to play the game and I'll be able to do something new every time because there are so many different bits of variety in the goal like you know um you know I never even used to be a PVMer because skilling was a good enough goal for me I would just make number go up and then like when I got into PVM it was all of a sudden like oh my god there's like a cape made of lava for god's sake like literal lava rocks like I need that more than anything right now <laughs> And, like, it will show everyone, it will show my parents how proud of me that they should be. I need that in my <laughs> yeah, life, you know? Be. Yeah. And, like, it, you know, it it was just a wonderful feeling, like, doing that Inferno grind. Like, that that's kind of what make that, that's kind of, like, the one experience that sticks out to me. It's my first Inferno cape was, like you know, I had to overcome a lot of this negativity in my mind of like, you know, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I can't do it. I don't know how to PPM. I can't flick. I keep making mistakes. I'm a dumbass. You know, you have to get past that. You yep. just have to push and push and push until eventually you get it. And that is, that's old school to me. It's my favorite feeling in the world. I absolutely love it. I think Jagex is doing amazing releases uh specifically combat achievements brought back that kind of like learning process and makes you like feel like you're shit at the game again at least for me obviously some people are already just total beasts but and it, it was no Absolutely. problem for them but but like yeah like in, inferno was always the the hard thing that you had to do and so hey i just hit level a thousand by the way hey grats <laughs> thank you Oh, no, I but be a permanent Iron Man. I I think yeah. I think combat achievements was so well done, and me getting I'm very I'm getting very close to completing it now. But so yeah, much, I yeah, we're getting there. I just have a bunch of team tasks to do, which I'm I just have to get carried. I just have to beg people <laughs> to carry me. But uh, absolutely, yeah, no, it probably is like the similar thing to your Infernal Cave, and it was the same thing as my Infernal Cave, just that's the one thing like you want to get 
and so you'll do everything even though you suck at it maybe it's like you're just gonna keep yeah. working toward it until you can do it and you well, got a pet one kc like... didn't you did you not or did you uh i got it a 5kc oh, okay maxed. okay i i i was I, on like... your twitter page and i saw that you got oh you maxed it was... to it it was nuts i literally i i used the xp drop from suck to max my slayer which maxed my account oh my so god you need to be like fishing the bus fish the bus fish the bus oh fish the shit bus. you Do got it. you gotta yell okay no don't yell at I, me, i'm girl. yelling it from now on <laughs> I was gonna say, keep yelling at me to do that, but then the whole cast will just be you yelling at me to come fish. I'll I'll figure it out eventually. Oh my god, she's, you should have heard Mod G when she was playing this. She would just be like, "Wave, wave, guys, Tevod, guys!" Like she's great. I miss G. But yeah, sorry, what were we talking about? Uh oh yeah, you getting your pet and maxing all at once. You so oh, yeah. you got your pet five KC with maxing. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I literally got the XP drop. And then it was like, congrats, level 99 Slayer, congrats, you maxed. And then I just, then it was like, you have a funny feeling like you're being followed. And like, believe it or not, I was streaming at the time. Like I was streaming, but I was on an account where I didn't have recordings enabled. Mm. So the only footage is Adicon, who literally just like had, you know how some graphics cards have like an instant replay kind of feature? Okay. So he had like a crappy kind of blurry video that he um, had saved of just like me killing the boss and getting the pet. And that's the only footage of it happening. Wow. I was screaming. Like I I, I genuinely, I don't do that. I don't yell. I don't get overly excited. If you see what I'm like when I get a pet, I just go, are you fucking serious? For God's sake, come on. You know, like that basically. But I actually screamed and ran to the opposite end of the room and then screamed some more and then ran back. That's the best pet in the game, in my opinion. So I can totally... That reaction is justified. <laughs> I'm glad. Is that, that your... So what, what, what is your favorite pet in the game? Is that it? I, I feel like the Zog pet has status. I think the Bloodhound pet and the Zog pet, pet are kind of like just equal in my mind. They're the same pet. They're the same worth, you know, Bloodhound and, uh, Tem- and um, not Temples, goddamn, <laughs> the Zog pet. Yeah, no, they're, I have the Bloodhound, I I want. I really want the Zog Helm, or the Zog pet. I am. You want the Zog Helm? I want, I want both, everything Zog I want. Um, yeah. He also asks, is Avatar The Last Airbender your favorite show, and how many times have you watched it? So before you answer this, I need to just say I've never watched Avatar. Well, I've watched the first like three or four episodes because everyone would just yell at me that it's the greatest show on earth. And I never got into it. I... I'll, um, I'll tell you what. Okay. Um, I'll get back to the other question he asked, which was like my favorite thing as a developer of the game after the Avatar question. Because the, okay. Avatar, the Avatar question is a burning question. <laughs> We need to stop throwing fish at the boss, by the way, or we're going to die. It's really scary. <laughs> wait, but, um, am I supposed to be... Wait, wait, what's happening? Wait. We got we to gotta run the shit out of this boy right here. He's about to fuck us up, you know? Like, Wait, what's happening? Get ahead of game, it's fine. <laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't understand these we meters. We did it. You did it. Well done. I, I don't understand okay. these meters. <laughs> this is a mistake. <laughs> hey, this is this was a mistake. I should have practiced some temporos before doing this, but I completely forgot. 
I I will happily have your most chaotic podcast to my name. This is this is fantastic. You're doing a really good job. Thank you. This is bad. You're welcome. But um, yeah, let's continue. Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, Mandri. So, I watched Avatar: The Last Airbender for the first time in June 2020. I know, right? Like, I literally, I I had never watched Avatar before because every time I saw it on TV when I was a child, I I was just like, dude, that little bald kid. I just don't like his face. I don't like his head. I Jesus just don't Christ. want to watch this show. Like, he just looked stupid. Like, why did he have a blue arrow? <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? You know, like, okay. so I didn't watch it because I was just, just a, a mean little kid that just didn't know better. And but, then, okay, wait, before I need to ask, like, so you had never watched it before that? No, June 2020 was the first time I watched Avatar. But you had never even, like, seen bits of it as a kid, ever? I'll be 100% honest with you. Years back, there was a Reddit post where someone wrote, the final battle of Avatar The Last Airbender is some of the best in animation history. And I was like, well, I'm never going to watch that. So I should just watch this final battle. And so, yeah, I knew the entire ending. (laughs) from the get-go but i only knew about the entire ending so yeah there you go it's great (laughs) that's the only thing you knew was just how exactly how it ends yeah that's all i knew so how how do you get into the show because um i know a lot of people love it i just refuse to watch it because i was bored out of my mind the first like four episodes but would would you consider it your like the best show that's what he's asking i would say it's my favorite show ever made yeah i Wow. Watched it for the first time in the June, in June. The first few episodes didn't really get me. They were like, cool, it's a nice kids show. It had some nice morals. It had some good little bits of fluff here and there. Then the second season, shit got real. And then the third season, oh my god, it was, it was just this perfect cadence of like, the best storytelling ever. The character arcs were just. All of them were just masterful. I loved it so much that I immediately started watching it again. Like, I was literally like, well, guess I'm going to start from the beginning. And yeah, I've watched it four times now in the last year from start to end. I love it. It's it's my favorite show ever. Wow. You know, that's that's somewhat inspiring. Maybe I'll give, I'll, I'll give it a second chance. Maybe. Maybe. I guess it just spoke to me in my life more than anything. It yeah. might not speak to everyone, so maybe they don't like relate to it, if that makes sense. But but you're the saying character... the second and third season are where it really picks up. So I never got to that point. So maybe I got to just... The end of the first season will get you to. You'll you'll probably like this, the first season's ending. That's where it really hooks people, I think. Okay. But yeah, you know, like pe- people are all into different stuff. And personally, I... I empathized a lot with Prince Zuko's arc and his character is my favorite character of any TV show ever. So that's why I ended up being Zuko. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I, it. I'll be honest, when I first heard of uh like Mod Zuko, I, I well first of all I, I still don't really know who that is. Apparently it's like your favorite character 
isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. But um, dude, I am running through fire. Okay, this is Zuko. This is this is tragic for me. I'm I'm tethering myself up when there's no wave. Do you, <laughs> you want to do something else? We can do something else. You can go back to your anglerfish, and I can keep being a hardcore gamer on my Zuko... own. You know, like. I think this might. I think this might be our final game. I think it's for. I think it's for the best for the audience's sake. They're watching me. Just, I don't even know what they're watching me do right now. This is bad. Just want you to know that I'm proud of you, regardless of how you're doing in the video game. Thank you. Wait, do I need you're to welcome. throw one fish in this barrel, by the way, to start it? Yeah, that would be nice. Okay, Thank I'll, you. I'll, I'll go do that. Um, yeah, this will be the final game, everybody. We'll. I will fish my permits with you and then i'll go back to my super easy angler so i have zero distractions because this is just painful for me you know yeah i i am kind of a chaotic human being so i'm glad to derail your podcast it's a lot of fun like i'm just surprised like i mean you're just so peaceful right now like you're at peace doing this like i wonder like you know would you be would you be feeling that you'd probably honestly you could probably be killing zook right now and you're just chilling uh, not quite. Zuck okay. requires a lot of concentration. This um, requires a lot of concentration, so. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I know the, I, I know it relatively well. I think that there's a point where you know it relatively well. But, you know, I, I, I let us die earlier, so I don't know exactly what I'm doing. So maybe we didn't cover it. I was a little distracted by Temporos. But, yeah, what is your favorite <laughs> thing? What is your favorite thing as a developer about the game? I, uh, I my personal favorite thing is the interesting things that I get to learn about the code base um, behind the scenes. So I've made good friends with a lot of the guys on the wiki and they love the game for all of its like subtle nuances and it's like age old mysteries and stuff like that. Like they care about the most, the, the most seemingly insignificant things about the game they will like try it and reverse engineer it to try and figure out how it works. So like, you know, one guy was curious about at the Warriors Guild, there was a, um, there's like a shot put challenge that you can do. And he was curious about how the code actually worked for how you threw the shot put. And so I got to look all the way back at code from like 2006 to figure out how it worked. And I saw it was like, you know, ancient code made by Mod Maz all the way back in 2006. And uh, she's a previous developer for Old School RuneScape as well, by the way. She was with Jagex for, for a long time and helped pioneer Old School. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it was just like, it, it's really wonderful because people will come to me and they will just ask about very strange intricacies about the game and then sometimes if it's like something particularly insignificant like that i just told them how it worked because i was just bored of them torturing themselves <laughs> but like you know other stuff it's like they'll ask me about easter eggs and stuff and then i can just you know blue ball them a little bit more about it and it's just wonderful it's just it's just a lovely feeling so yeah i have noticed your tweets of like super interesting things that are really cool you should keep those up by the way i know people have already been demanding them but they're awesome there's kind of a few more that i really want to do um but you know you, you gotta pace yourself you gotta 
yeah, you gotta follow a certain cadence when it comes to this stuff. You, you gotta market it well too. Like, if you release it all at once, then you know you're not gonna blue ball anybody. Exactly, and you gotta have the maximum blue ball, you know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's my favorite thing about the game, and yeah, there's there are a lot of Easter eggs in old school RuneScape, and some of them are so so difficult to find that I think I'm probably going to carry them to the grave with me. Really? Like I, yeah, I, don't, I genuinely think there's stuff that it's so obscure, so specifically crafted that like the developers who wrote the code for it literally just did it because they thought it was funny. They didn't think anyone would ever find it. It's like... <laughs> That's so weird to, like, have a sense of humor that's never shared with anybody, you know? Just, like, you just do it to have yourself a little chuckle and then just, like, move on. Like, but you never get to, like, share it. Here, let's let's do yeah. our permits. Wait, wait, how do I... I need a it's small good. fishing net, correct? Yeah, this guy also gives you a net. He's a nice wait, this guy. guy does? Okay, let me get one from Yeah, him. he gives you a net. It's got a right-click option. Why is he... Oh, nice, I got Sitting? one. Okay. No, he was doing the little dot 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 thing. I don't Let's need... get it. Oh, I got a casket. Okay. Oh, me too. Pages. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> not going to get anything, am I? I really want the um the fish barrel though. Me Wait, too. no, the tackle box is what I want. Oh yeah, no, I want, hey. the, I want the fish barrel. Fucking herplore. Hell yeah. For those okay. listening on Spotify, we are checking the rewards. And I will yeah, let you, and I... I will scream if I get a tackle box. <laughs> I'll know what I get. But if not, I got nothing. I love it. See, this is what Winter Todd needed, by the way. This like the the reward pool? Yeah, the reward sort of pool where everyone's there and they all get to see everything. I believe that this reward pool was actually implemented by Mod Ash. I'm not a hundred percent sure about that, but I'm pretty sure that that was his idea for like getting the rewards stacked up like a ridiculous amount oh yeah is there a cap on how many rewards you can have here uh eight thousand okay it's quite a lot really yeah that's a shit ton i've done this <laughs> wait how do you know how many things oh wait i can check it wait can i check it how how do i know how many times i've looted this thing uh, there's like a board that you can come to over here Oh, there we go. Let's check. And it's got everything on there. Okay, 256. I mean, I got my tackle box, so I'm happy about that. Good. It's okay, let me Let me go back to my humble anglers, and then I can focus on uh, the conversation with you a little bit better. Thank you for joining me. I had a great time. I did, too. And fun. I apologize for not even... <laughs> we were literally talking before... And uh, you must have just been at Temporal just waiting for me to, like, invite myself to come. And I just completely spaced it. So, I was just chilling. Was I'm having head. a great time. Okay. Give me my <laughs> tackle box. Everything's in my tackle box. Okay. I'm ready to focus yeah. again. So, um... Oh, yeah. Mandrew also asks, do you think OSRs could handle the dwarf kebab npc or would it be 2op what does that mean do you know what he's that's in relation to something i tweeted about a dwarf in Caldergrim. 
that um, oh that turns into uh yeah it like that was literally code implemented for this thing so that it would like randomly just turn into a kebab sometimes and then turn back into a dwarf <laughs> and like the code was just commented out so they've just decided no it's, it's too too powerful we can't put that in the game <laughs> oh god but yeah I, I don't know how to answer that one Yes, it's it would be too powerful. That's you know we we had to leave it out of the game. It would be too. Oh yeah, no. We weren't ready for it. There's okay. another one actually that's like that that I found a while ago. There was some. There was some commented out code for um. Oh shit! I think it was either the pet rock or a dwarf and rock cake, but it had code for throwing it at a duck. And like legit. You, <laughs> It literally had like code on the dock where if you used a rock at a distance, you would throw your rock at the dock and it would just yell quack very loudly. And then the game would tell you how bad you felt about doing it. Wow. And, um, okay. You could also do it to a dockling and then the game was just like, no, you piece of shit, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I always feel really bad running up to, uh, I think her name's Cecilia, the the lady that you have to show your music tracks to. Yep, yep. And, and there's just too many things in the way. Like, I'll either kill a farmer accidentally or I'll kill a duck <laughs> or, like, multiple ducks because I'm, like, trying to, like, miss, like off-click the, the duck and I accidentally kill two. Can you imagine the conversations that people would have, like, when they get home from work in old school? Just like, hi, honey, how was your day? It's like, oh, hi, honey. I killed a farmer again. Like, no, <laughs> with that, Jacob. One, Why would you... one shot a farmer. Yeah, oh, like, like, you have to be more careful. You can't just go around killing farmers all the time. <laughs> what the hell, man? What are your thoughts on 117, 117, 117, whatever, <gasps> 117 HD? Is this a Twitter question? Yeah, it's from Andrew as well. Oh, Andrew. You're dominating, man. This is fantastic. This is this, this is his fourth topic. No, I'm, I love it. I think it's great. Um, I think it's absolutely wonderful. I'm very happy to see it in the game. Are you playing on it right now? No, my GPU can't handle it. <laughs> um, I had to ask. Yeah, I, I, I would have to downgrade my driver version, and I'm just not willing to deal with the faff of that. And currently, you know, as an employee of Jagex, I find it more important to be testing the version of the game that i'm like working on implementing <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's why i i play on the steam client almost exclusively at this point that's good and it yeah i catch a lot of a lot of stuff because you know funny enough who would have thought but re-implementing 20 years worth of game content on like a brand new client turns out to actually be kind of a big deal and not easy to handle so yeah there's lots of educators, lots of silly little things that happen sometimes that's particularly interesting. But yeah, I get to spot it by doing all the quests one by one on my hardcore, you know? I think one 117's HD is a masterpiece. I think it's amazing. And I'm really glad that with the uproar of the community that Jagex allowed it to uh, be here. I don't play on it all the time mainly because my computer's crappy but <laughs> it looks just phenomenal like it's just so well done like there's things where i was just like how like how is this 
How is this not destroying my computer with how like beautiful this is, you know? But yeah. He did a wonderful job, and I think that also... I think 117 deserves a hell of a lot of credit, and I also think that Adam deserves a hell of a lot of, oh, hell of a lot of credit. Yeah. He did an incredible job with his GPU plugin. And, oh, yeah. You know, he built the foundation on which 117 was able to do art. You know, it was... It was a fantastic collaboration between them. Yeah. And I'm proud of them. I'm glad that it got to see the light of day. Yeah, it's it's amazing what the community... It's just, like, not even amazing. Like, amazing is like an... Uh, that's not giving it enough credit or oomph to it. But it's just, like, we don't deserve the community we have. Things like this, like... We don't. You, seriously? Like... I remember just RuneLight, like without this HD. I remember thinking, because I used to pay like four bucks a month for OS Buddy Pro. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just remember thinking like, okay, if, if anything came out, like if RuneLight came out, I swear to God, I would be willing to pay. F I, okay, <laughs> please don't let this happen. But seriously, I think I'd honestly be willing to pay 50 bucks a month to play on RuneLight if it was like a charge thing. Like, oh, you would, would you? Oh, fantastic. All right, thank you. Uh, no, I, just, mind, I, think, uh... I just think of, like, how <laughs> incredible this client is. And if they did, like, and it's a blessing that it's just completely free and everyone uses it. But, like, even if this thing costs 50 bucks, I would still gladly pay for it because it's just that fucking good. And now with HD, like, this is all free? How? Like, how is this even possible? Like, and the crazy thing is, is like, I know it's a microtransaction with bonds and stuff, but I haven't paid a single dime in years for this game. In fact, being a content creator, Jagex just gave me a year's free, a year's worth of membership for free, and I'm just like, I would have just paid the, I, mean, I would have just used the bonds on myself. But like, this entire game, this entire plugin, HD, Runelight, everything is all free. Like, how is this even possible? And it's just the community is beautiful. So, yeah, people. People love old school RuneScape. Yep. That that's literally all I can say about it is they love the game, and the answer is we don't deserve them. Um, you know, at Jagex, we uh, we ultimately do our best to offer people what they want, but a lot of the time people just give back to us. You know, like. There are people in our community that put in crazy amounts of effort to make mm -hmm. our game even more beautiful. Like, you look at the wiki team. Oh, my we God. We have arguably the best wiki for any video game on the entire planet. I would argue that that is just flat out true. Yeah, and the, the fact that the ceiling is so high as well just for how much information could be on it and yet it still has, like, everything. Because I just think of, like, a it's normal video incredible. game that there's not that much depth to it. But it's like, this is just crazy yeah the wiki is incredible yeah. it's it's absolutely fantastic i i'm just you know i feel privileged to be honest to be working on this team and to be working on this product and um i guess you know that kind of does have some negatives with it like you know sometimes people are very passionate and they will direct that passion at me in a negative way mm -hmm. because I think at the end of the day, what happens is people are afraid of losing what they have. 
and so they kind of go on Twitter and they find one of the JMods that kind of they feel that could represent them and they yell at them to say, hey, you know, come on, buddy, keep keep the game how I like it, you know, fuck you guys, why did you do this and stuff like that and I guess personally I just accept that it's going to happen because like when people do that to me, I don't think like, oh, you know, they're attacking me. They're a bad person. I'm angry about it. Instead, what I'm thinking is they're upset. They're afraid. They want to control the situation. Maybe, you know, if they're throwing personal insults, maybe they're a little bit emotionally immature. But other than that, this is a person that we're lucky to have caring about our product. Mm-hmm. It's when they put their hands up in the air and they say, eh, fuck it, who cares about the game? Who cares about the product direction? Who cares about anything? That's where we're in, we're in trouble because it means we've lost the passion behind behind the community and what drives the game. Wow, like, that's a crazy... That's That's a beautiful way to look at it, honestly. Thank you, but... That's how I don't get angry or upset about it when people yell at me because I, I just don't feel that way. People, people no, I think often that's completely do it because they're afraid. Too. Yeah, that's how I would feel. In fact, uh, I'm in a great position to have like a little bit of influence over the game. I would say, I mean, a little bit where I can just voice my opinions and stuff. And yeah, for sure. Like, I'm really passionate about this game. I want this game to thrive for many more years and stuff. And so I can totally understand somebody that's not in a position to, like, doesn't have followers and stuff, has their own vision of this game and what it means to them and stuff. And, like, I can totally see, like, outcries of just... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so interesting. And people, at the end of the day, people were sticking up for their morals in our community. They were saying to us, hey, guys... We're not okay with the fact that you kind of took away something that was good after all this time. Like, most people's take on it was, fuck it, if you would have taken it away, like, a year ago, that would have been fine. But, you know, the details of the communication in the last minute, that's kind of what upset people, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, it doesn't matter how people express that at the end of the day. The truth is, I'm just glad that they did. And... I'm never going to sort of focus on those negatives because, yeah, you know, like when I looked at my inbox, Christ, man, you know, there's like all sorts of stuff in there. There's people, honestly, for the most part, it's people saying, sorry about all the hate that you're getting right now. You're loved, you're valid, you're awesome, which is incredible. That's always so kind. But that does come with the messages of people saying, you know, kill yourself do this do that you're a horrible person you guys fuck over everything you don't care you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. that's part and parcel of working on something that people care so much about and yeah i i'm never going to discourage that i'll try my best to discourage the attitude of like being a dick to other people on the internet because it's already great but (laughs) Yeah, other than that, I'm just glad to have them on board and caring about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I mean, personally, as a player, I was seeing HD being held back. And, and like, I was never super just like, oh, I need HD and stuff. I, I, I didn't really <laughs> care either way. But 
it is a huge update and to not know how it would change the game like i don't know who like what's the main guy that like you know the higher ups or whatever that decide whether or not it's going to come out and stuff but i can definitely see as a company something so drastic happening to your game like a complete visual like change to the entire game i could see how that could have like negative effects toward a business and stuff so i definitely try to see it like both ways but now that it's in the game i don't see there's like there's like no negatives to it everyone's just happy and the game still looks familiar like it's, it's still the same game it's just slightly enhanced and so that was the thing that was you know if they had just changed the graphics completely to like rs3 or something that would be a little different but like yeah interesting how yep. just positive everything's been since it got released i don't feel like there's been like any negatives really yeah the truth be told you know um at jagex lately we've been doing our best to like kind of reinvest into our game and to do the things that really we need to have seen for a long time now like you know people are talking about the steam client and they're saying it's worse than moonlight guess what i agree it's actually worse than Runelight. It's got a couple of really, really quite nice features that Runelight does not. You know, the 120 FPS, oh my god, it's gorgeous. But yeah, that sounds amazing. That doesn't make it better than Runelight, for God's sake, you know? Mm-hmm. And the truth is, it's because we're playing catch-up at this point. And as far as HP goes, we are now going to have to play catch-up. If I'm completely honest, I think that a company paying money to professional developers that have all of the support network necessary to do the best possible job for the product and have all of the internal knowledge and comms that they need to get the job done i think they can do a better job and that's not to put down the crazy amazing things that people like 117 and adam have done it's just at the end of the day if you're paying for something if you've got the resource to do so it tends to actually come out a little bit better because you've got multiple people looking at it and they're financially incentivized to do so, you mm-hmm. know? And, you know, that there's little things as well, like, you know, I'll give you an idea about the HP bar, right? Um, there's, in Runelay, you know, when you attack a monster, an HP bar appears in the top left that gives the monster's name and how much HP it's got and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's not quite accurate. Oh, yeah. No. So, don't quote me on this, because I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure the reason for that is because on Runelight, they only have access to the information that we give them. So, what they see is the HP bar that appears over the boss's head. And based on that, and wiki information on how much HP a monster has at its base level, they're able to roughly deduce what HP the monster is at. So they're doing, like, math on the actual length of the HP bar and how much green versus how much red it has. Yeah, and that green and red is very off sometimes, especially when it gets to the very low yeah. HP. It's <laughs> just, like, yeah, it could have, like, 20 HP at this point or one. Like, you just don't know. But do you know what we do at Jagex is we, uh, we, we get the value of the monster's current HP from the server and we say hey yeah can you make that available on the client please oh yeah there you go Brilliant. that's and amazing boom, done now <laughs> that is something that's yeah like 
that's an amazing update and uh i wonder so it keeps track would it would it keep track like every tick so if like the monster regen or do you have to attack it again for it to re uh like i guess refresh uh, actually, I'm not 100 percent sure. Cause... Because if it could, so, if it could do it ahead. like all the time, like every single tick, it's like checking to see if it like regen one HP. Oh my god, like that would be incredible, like actual precision. But if I you're attacking with a five tick, that. yeah. I mean, I do think we have that because we do have the HP bar currently on Steam. That that would be amazing if it was perfectly precise. What I would hate is just, I mean, it would still be great. It would still be an upgrade, but if if it was like every time you attacked, then it would refresh cuz sometimes you don't know if it's going to regen like right then. Exactly. Yeah. Also, okay, I don't know if this is even possible, but it would, what would be really cool is if you could actually have a visual cue of when a monster is about to regen. I don't know if that's possible. Uh <laughs> yeah like because that is an issue and I, I i can totally see it with like speed running to to almost know exactly how much hp it has and then to know exactly when it's about to regen so you always know like your next xp splat is gonna be it you know it's gonna finish it off not like that's, that's really interesting not like that's crazy necessary but just that little teeny level of detail could be really huge absolutely oh, i love it i think you know, I think as the Steam Climb moves on, like right now, it's it's doing okay, but it's it it's got a ways to go. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's kind of what I'm saying is I think that we can do a better job. I think that you know, I think that our in-house engine and art team that have defined this game for years and how it looks, when it comes to them working on an HD job together, they can and they almost definitely will do a better looking job but we do need to fund it we need to fund it we need to put aside the time and we need to do it and that's kind of that's kind of what we've agreed that we need to do at jagex really is you look back at um runelight for example and originally we tried to ban runelight because it just offered things that we we couldn't really offer at the time Mm -hmm. and so then we kind of realized that the only thing we could really do was play catch up and just, you know, try and compete. You know, we got some money, so why not reinvest it into our product? And yeah, we're making gains. We're doing pretty damn good, to be honest. It's been really nice to work on the Enhanced Client Project, and I, I just love it to bits. Personally, I think this kind of work, I think it needs to go. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, forever. That's just me, but yeah, I think that no, I, I haven't... You know, in 10 years from now, I'd love to see more little plugin updates as people realize that there's still little quality of life things they want from the game. Yep. I haven't even tried Steam Client, but... Uh... There will be a day probably where I will find it more enticing. Who knows how long it'll take, but I trust. A little while. Yeah. I, I made the uh, I made an XP tracker recently, so that was fun. That should be out soon. But, um, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that was my most recent job on the enhanced client, and uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. It was, it, it's basically Runelight. I basically took Runelight and I was like, okay, let's do that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, you don't want to completely reinvent it. It's, you know, you want to keep things very familiar, but just have little enhancements that might be a little bit better, you know, because you have the tools to do it, so. There's little things that I think could look a bit more old school. I'm not a huge fan of the rune lights, kind of like black motif that separates the rune light features from the game itself. Mm. I kind of like our sidebar a bit more. It definitely looks more old school. And, um, but at the end of the day, the functionality is basically the same yeah. thing, except that there's a couple of extra things that I just happened to have access to, such as like all the new HP bar stuff work that we did. You know, that kind of work, it it has value long into the future because the HP bar job literally ended up giving me variables and information that I needed to work out exactly how much xp in each skill given uh from each monster when you are in a given combat stance so whether you're ranging whether it's long range whether it's magic casting stuff like that and like so it's it was so cool because it meant that what i could do with our xp tracker is you can attack a monster and immediately the XP tracker will just say exactly how many kills until the next level that you oh, have wow. in that style. Yeah. So, you know, that, that kind of work just pays yeah. forward into the future. You can offer so many new features based off that. So, you know, it was at the time it was just the HP bar. And now it's also part of the kills until level part of the XP tracker, which is, it's really useful information. People like knowing that, you know, yeah, it just keeps building on. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting stuff. Lovely. And I'm glad that Jagex as a whole is deciding to invest more into the game. Okay. And like, not like to say they didn't before, but it's cool to see things that are actually coming to fruition, like the Steam client and stuff. We're expanding. I mean, like, what was it like a couple of years ago? It must be like, what, 10, 15 people on the team? And now it's like, I don't you even know. Yeah. There are like so many people. And like, yeah. And you probably don't even know them all personally, do you? Because you just work from home? Uh, by personally, do you mean like by name or do you mean like... I guess like do you by... even know them? Like, I, I don't know, maybe you know their names, but like you probably don't associate with many of them, I'm, I'm assuming. I have no, I'm just, I'm just talking out well, my ass right now. I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. I'm probably one of the most sociable people. Like I... I will talk to literally anyone from like junior to exec level in any department and just like have conversations with people because I like to do it. That's but, awesome. like 
yeah i'll talk to pretty much anyone there's like so you're probably just super excited for everything to kind of go back to normal and go back to the office and stuff like that's honestly no i love working from home um i i like being able to roll out of bed onto my desk (laughs) chair and just i do too i like (laughs) working from home But that being said, I live near Cambridge because I like going out with these people and spending my time with them. They're wonderful human beings. That's so cool. I have a question from Drum. So I'm a Drum. He's a Clue enthusiast like me. Oh, yeah. um, and he personally DM'd me and wanted to make sure that this was asked. So Very important. he asks, do you like to do Clues? And then... What is your favorite tier of Clue, if so? So, yeah, we'll just ask those two first. Do you like to do Clues? The answer is yes. I love to eat Clues. They make me very happy. And what is your and favorite tier? My favorite tier, I'm trying to think, it's either Master or it's Medium. When it's a good Master, it's Masters. When it's a bad Master, it's definitely Mediums. Because... <laughs> There are some really yep. shitty master clues. Like, my God, you know? Yeah, there really are. And sometimes you get, like, those eight-step ones. It just never ends. Yeah, I... and some of them are, like, six steps of, like, talk to the guy in the Legends Guild. And yep. It's amazing. Those triple steps need to calm down, I feel like. I don't know. There needs to be... The triple yeah. steps, those get me. It just It's just, like, you just look at it. It might be easy, too, but you just look at it, and you're like, all right... Just clues yeah, down it's... the shitter. I mean, you'll still do it, but you're not going to have a smile on your face. I think that's the point, is that game development is about making people happy, right? Like, <laughs> yes. that, that's, at the core, that's what it is. It's about... Okay, I, yeah. I, I need to just say this right now. Whoever yeah. keeps coming out with... Whoever the developer is that keeps coming out with elite clue steps at Isle of Souls and random-ass places like that need to stop doing that. <laughs> they can continue to do that but they need to offer either a teleport to I- there are two steps on the isle of souls that are elite steps elites are already the worst tier, and they're not getting updated for how much longer and then you're adding two steps that are take five minutes to run to and uh anyway i i'm just triggered by it because i do elites a lot and uh there just needs to be a teleport to isle of souls or there needs to be a shortcut that gets you there quick can have some yeah. levels attached to it i don't know but it's painful yeah, that is enough. not that is yeah that is how you that is how you kill the fun in a clue is by just having something that's super 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 far away for no reason i think that's kind of like the part of clues that's interesting is that they kind of give a really good insight into what people do and do not like because yes. clues are going to a place over and over and doing a thing yep. and like some things make people happy other things do not make people at all happy you know what's funny is you mentioning that remind honestly you could show me any hard clue step any elite clue step any master clue step and i would instantly have a feeling attached to it of either this is fun or this is shit and i would actually like to do i would honestly like to make like a a spreadsheet and just see like my feelings like a one through five <laughs> like how much i enjoy this step <laughs> because Dude, there's just, clearly ones that are just piss me off just looking at it i feel like i, I don't know what what if it was all fives though like 
I don't know, you just reach climax or something. Just that's so true, but then happy. yeah, no, no, that that is a good point. Um, oh yeah, no, I just I, I think we should go for the fives. First. Yeah, but as soon as you get to the fives, then it's going to be like okay, now it's on a scale from like four point one to five, and then those are going to have their own little. You know, it's always going to be. But no, there are some that are just clearly just just piss you off. So. All right, for mediums, uh, dig. Sorry, do the. Uh, oh crap! I forget what they call it, but the Yuri clue. Do that in the mausoleum. How does that make you feel? Oh my god, that one's horrible. Like what south of Grandor? <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty bad too. At, at least okay. So yeah, that. The, I don't even know how to pronounce that thing. Mali, what, what's the place called? At the. Oh, I literally said it correct, and then you like confused me, and I don't know anymore. No, I just I still Mausoleum. don't know how to say it. There you go. Say it again. I, I was talking. Mais- you... Mausoleum. Mausoleum. S- s- slowly, <laughs> slowly pronounce it for me. Mausoleum. 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 That's how you pronounce oh, you it. You got it. Well done. Okay, Mosley. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Oh, I got him before someone actually responds after. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how to pronounce that word. It's it, it's the same thing with like playing a game in silence for so long, and then as soon as I started streaming, I realized like, how do you pronounce this out loud? Like, physically say this with my mouth because like you you know how you just kind of like interpret words in your head, but you never actually have yeah, to yeah. say them, and then just as soon as you're forced to say them, you're like, how the hell do I say this? You're just like, okay, stream, now let's go to Burger de Route. <laughs> and uh, then we're going to be heading off to Mayer Deitch. <laughs> Shit, man. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, that reminds me of, that reminds me of just my first time streaming and seeing like Twitch names even where like I would, or I see a person's RuneScape name and then they'd come to my stream. I'd be like, I don't even know what to call you because your name's not even like a word. It's just like numbers and letters. Like, I don't even, it's weird. But like, I knew what to call them in my head. You know, it's like, so strange. So I've got a question. Okay. So I don't know if a lot of the stuff I get as a woman streamer is because I'm a woman or if it's because I'm a streamer. But a lot of people will join my stream with very not okay usernames and try and get me to say them or pronounce them. Is that just a stream thing in general or is that guys like fucking with girls? No, that's a stream thing in general. And I, at least for me, it felt like i was getting it more starting out streaming exactly and and the other thing is i was on edge a lot more when i was streaming initially and so even so even like a name that wasn't inappropriate or had no alter motive to it it it's just like i would trick myself into thinking oh this might be bad and then i would just you know Oh, I just, I don't don't even care about it. I just literally, like, I'll just read someone's name straight off the screen. I'll just be like, come dumpster 27. How the hell are you doing, my friend? You know, like, just, I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, there's a difference between that silly trolling and then, like, actually, like, bad names. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that you don't know. anything like that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I enjoy the funny names that are just, they're just playing, like, lighthearted funniness. But, yeah, then there's... (laughs) I've never had anything unacceptable before, but yeah, I get rid of people like that very quickly. Um, so drums last thing, and we have discussed (laughs) this is what do you think of a mimic themed pet? Perhaps a dust as a reward chance from the mimic to apply to the bloodhound as a transmog. I 
think this is a fantastic idea and i think it should be an attachment to the bloodhound you like it yeah and it doesn't have to be anything crazy i was talking to drum i was like what if it was like a one in 25 or something from the mimic to get this dust and then you just apply it to your bloodhound permanently and then you can just transmog it into a a little mimic following you around yes we we tend to do like a pet at a time don't we so like we never really release a pet with transmogs we like make you grind for it you know yeah so i guess my question would be do you want to see a clue expansion again and if so you know what what would happen as part of that clue expansion there's definitely a lot i want to see happen with clues but um okay so personally i would need to get like hyped up for it and so you probably have some ideas of what you would like to see and that might hype me up but personally i don't even want to see another clue expansion for like two years and because when i think of clue expansion i think of grandmaster clues which i'm really scared to bring them out prematurely i I just i i I guess so but i don't think about grandmaster clues that sounds <laughs> See that's what drama. That's what drama started to get me kind of thinking about. I was like Grandmaster Clues. I'm like, I know. Like, I think we're too. It's too early for that. We got to wait a couple more years, I think, to ever even come out with that. But yeah, like clue expansions are cool. I think the thing that needs to happen first is reworking some clues. I was, I made a video with, uh, well, I made a ramble with Guppy. We were just talking about elite clue rates and how they're fucked and so first things first i think things need to be rebalanced i have my own opinions on the things that need to be rebalanced personally i think elite clues should well elena's already confirmed that there will be a question on poll 76 that's like fixing elite clue rates to be in line in between hards and masters which would be nice but on top of that i think the 1 in 35 Mimic is a bit too extreme and it should drop down to 1 in 25 for a Mimic. And like things like that, right. things like that are great clue expansion or clue updates that would be very, very nice that bring balance to clues. Because like the majority of the community sees an elite clue and they just instantly think master clue. Yeah, same. I do that all yeah. the time. And oh, here's the other thing. I know <laughs> I try to hold myself back. So I've had a J mod. You're, my, you're the third J mod to be on. And I try not to just spew my agendas because I can, but. Maybe agenda. <laughs> it's in the back. I can see it. It's There's a painting. Oh, did you see <laughs> that? Did you, you saw the painting, right? I don't remember. It's a Sebe agenda painting behind me now. It's on my last oh like my two streams or something, but that's what no, new. I haven't new, seen it yet. Yeah, that's what new new Nels painted me. It's a little Sebe agenda to always remind people. I but, it. uh,. Last thing I'll spew out for my save agenda, and we'll move on to a different topic, but <laughs> master and grandmaster tiers of the combat achievements, I'm going to advocate for this now, is I don't think there's good enough rewards for it, personally, right now. And it doesn't need to be yeah. too crazy, but I think for a completing master, you can get a master clue 5% more often from lower tier caskets. Mm-hmm. So I think that's perfectly rational i think that's a good thing and it's not too op but it still would benefit and it even gives more incentive to do your elites because if it rounded up like if it rounded correctly to make masters give um instead of a one in five from an elite casket it would be a one in four like that alone would be like huge like you'd almost want to just do your elites you get that bigger chance 
and yeah, I mean, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and 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 then the, just the last thing I was gonna say was this grandmaster would give a five percent higher chance of a mimic spawning. So, just my I, two cents. I agree, but I, I'm gonna say I think that as far as um, combat achievements goes, I think the best is yet to come. I think that uh. Where we released it, it was already incredible the amount of work that went into it. And it kind of just felt a bit final in a way. But when you think about it, old school is just going to keep um, pushing out updates through and through. There's going to be more bosses. There's going to be more raids. There's going to be more things. And combat achievements is not just now. Combat achievements is in the future of how we actually you know, design bosses. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's going to be straight up, like, oh, you know, we'll release a boss with, like, 10 kind of combat achievements, or whether it just comes after we know a little bit more about the metas and stuff. Mm. But that being said, it's like, we are going to have to update combat achievements over time. We are maybe going to have to update the rewards to match the you know, the new bosses and the things that we tend to release with them have to provide more of an incentive. And, you know, to be honest with you, I think that a lot of the thing right now is that people have already beaten most of the bosses in old school RuneScape. People have, you know, they've been doing Commander Zilliana for years. So mm. when they hear that there's a new task associated with Commander Zilliana, they don't necessarily think, you know, Woohoo, new content, let's go. I think that you get the value out of combat achievements. It becomes the thing that people do and the thing that people care about when we release Raids Free, when we release a new boss, way into the future, you know. And when that happens, people will suddenly look at their combat achievements and say, well, actually, I'm already doing Raids Free, so why don't I quickly go for a speedrunner task? That sounds like fun. And that's what's going to get them interested in that. And then they're going to be thinking of the other kind of rewards we can offer. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's, you're going to see more and more value coming out of combat achievements as time goes on. And I think that's what all the best updates in RuneScape history have had. It's, they don't come out the gate with a bang. They slowly creep into the meta until it's what everyone loves doing with their time. Yeah. No, I I agree. I think it actually. I would argue that it did come out with a bang, though. At least in my opinion, I thought with the streamers, it was amazing to watch people. <laughs> First day of that was so much fun. Like it was so tilting. I was at DK's for like four hours straight, trying to fucking one shot to it at the same tick. That literally took me four hours. Didn't you chin them in the end? Yeah, but I was wearing a ring of suffering at one point, and so the recoil like hit one like a tick before even though the chin hit them both at the same time so the re oh my, oh my god i was tilted and then i did i disconnected randomly uh <laughs> and then i dc'd at dk's with three of them on me basically so i was like it's like guaranteed death and i logged in with two hp insta died so like <laughs> i even survived the whole dc but yeah i was tilting oh yeah, god I you know what I want to see I want to see a hardcore complete combat achievements. That I'm down. See, I'll do it for me. You'll do it for me. 
yeah, hell yeah. I mean, you know, I could do the Inferno in like two hours. I'm close, right? You know what's crazy is, so, like, when Theater of Blood came out, I was thinking, like, there is no way, like, in hell somebody's ever going to solo this. And then on top of that, I was like, well, no, no, no. Initially, I was like, there is no way in hell a hardcore will ever do, like, Theater of Blood. They're suicide, you know? Like, they're crazy. And then Absolutely. people just started doing it. Now it's, like, completely normal for a hardcore to go there. And then somebody, a cold one soloed it on a hardcore. Like, what the fuck? Um, it's amazing and so you see progression like that where like initially you're just like there will never be a time where a hardcore completes theater blood plenty of plenty of them have now and yeah like i see combat achievements initially right now i'm like there's no way in hell a hardcore will complete this just simply the one where well i guess the hydra one you don't have to be at one hp i guess when i saw the darok hydra one i just assumed you had to be at one hp but I don't think you have to. You just have to kill with an axe, correct? I don't even know anymore. I think it's just kill with an axe. But I don't know if you have to be one HP or not. But um, <laughs> yeah, I love it though. Yeah, Wait, the... is that the no pressure one? Yeah, what is that? Do you have to be one HP or is it just use a Darok axe? I... Let me just look kill the Alchemical Hydra using only Darok's Great Axe as a weapon, whilst having no more than ten HP throughout the entire. Fight. Oh, there we go. Yeah, ten HP. That's it. Yeah, that <laughs> that alone, I probably died nine times, and I thought it would be easy as fuck. And I died nine times, and I had no pressure of, like, a status being held with it or anything. So just a hardcore doing that alone. It's just like, oh, God, I need a – that's content right there, by the way. That's, that's true content. Yeah, I, I, I imagine it's just, like, we'll have to define metas, right? Like – Whenever we make steps like that, the thing is that what people do in their brain is they decide to try and do the thing that comes easiest to them. They're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I can just, you know, pray correctly like a normal person. That's fine. And then they get hit with the lightning inevitably and they die. <laughs> and or like... the acid that just randomly spews out. <laughs> exactly. And so then people are going to say, okay, well, here's how you make sure that you never get hit by the lightning there'll be like a slayer music kind of like yeah. guide you know on how to avoid getting hit and then that's when the hardcores will come in and start doing it as they'll go true. okay when well, there's like a if super, i can do a method yeah a super if I can put my tile markers down on room light and like not screw anything up then yeah. i'm gucci yeah no but it is really exciting the way you put it though like there's so much more to combat achievements in the future the problem the problem with me is like i like to complete stuff and then have it completed <laughs> so when like every month there's like a new oh gotta go reclaim my zook helm gotta go reclaim it's like a god damn it and it's like they're grandmaster tasks inevitably so it's just like <sighs> how do you feel then about the quest cape out of the trust the difference with the quest cape is quest capes it's there's there's like two types of quests in my mind there's one that's just just a quest you do that's like super easy and you just do it to reclaim it and everybody can do it like a noob can do it and then there's like the grandmaster quests or whatever that you were going to do regardless because it's offering you super good perks like you know like the archaea spellbook thing like that super master 
quest that took forever. It's like you want to get that yeah. regardless. But with like a grandmaster you're not set, it's just about your quest cape. Yeah, and the thing was like getting a Zook helm back. It's like oh, go speed run raids three this quickly. It's like ugh, like I wasn't even gonna do this regardless of anything, but now I just am really forced to do it. You want your Zook helm back, so yeah. But you know that's the price you have to pay to get it and so that's at least they've decided at least they said way before comedy teams ever came out that this is how it's going to be so it's, it's not coming to any surprise to any any of us so definitely and i think that's why the best is yet to come give it time and inevitably ideas happen perks happen things will improve you know like mm-hmm. i would honestly say that most of the content that's ended up being absolutely beautiful about old school runescape at one point has not been considered to have had that much potential in the first place and when we look at combat achievements it's like it's already amazing and yet it has so much more potential so you know why not you know <laughs> there's going to be so much more to come i'm really looking forward to it the most amazing thing is you know like people were complaining about bugs on like day of release and stuff yep. and but when you look at like how much there was to it and to s- just pick out the bugs there were rather than how many like successes there were throughout it all like i'm just thinking so i did the no dig inferno or something like that and there was like a full system update and i thought for sure that that system update was going to completely forget what task i was doing and just fail me like automatically but yep. no no they made sure that it wasn't gonna fuck it up and so i completed it and i was like wow that's uh it's really nice to like not look past the not like over that's it's not an oversight like there's so many things that they did so well that worked sometimes you just almost think like it's gonna it's gonna bug out or something like that but no it passes and yeah i'll tell you that like our qa team gets a lot of flack because at the end of the day old school runescape is a game with 20 years of content in it, with a thousand different entry points to do a billion different things. Mm-hmm. And nobody can catch everything that's going to happen. I don't care how good you are at your job. Yeah, and then you, you have a hundred, and then you have, and, and then you have a hundred thousand plus people that are just doing it day one release, like spamming everything. So of course you're going to see like something here and there that's just wrong, but. Yeah, and, you know, the the meme will always be, oh, the community are the QA. But <laughs> guess what? Yes, the community are the QA for the game that they love because ultimately we can't do everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that our QA team are amazing at what they do. They catch so many things that I would put in the game full force and ruin everything if I let them. <laughs> uh, sorry, if, if I let it happen, yeah. they didn't let it happen yet. Or if they let it happen, you know, yeah, yeah. just like, oh, damn. Yeah, I, it, it kind of sucks sometimes because when something goes wrong, people will say, you know, QA team not doing their job. And it's, yeah. I, I kind of hate it because, you know, nobody will ever, ever give the pride and the accolades and the love to the QA team because as far as they're concerned, the players, are, as far as the players are concerned, the job of the QA team is to make sure that no bugs ever make it into old school RuneScape, no issues ever make it into old mm-hmm. school RuneScape, and that's it. They they don't care about like the overall quality of the content, the like 
the, the myriads of stupid issues that otherwise would have made it in if we didn't have them on our team. Yeah. And yeah, I guess it's kind of a little bit of a shame, really. And cause... it's just human nature to just pick out the one bad thing. Like even if even if they had a ninety nine point nine 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 with one bug that came into the game, everyone would just pick out the one thing. It's like they will never see all the ninety nine point nine thing that they did perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. Just you know, sometimes things get through to release, and sometimes most of the time they're not they're not that bad. I think probably the coolest thing about combat achievements is that basically nothing was game breaking. There was like four hundred tasks, and mm-hmm. you know nothing broke, nothing crashed. You know, it was just that some tasks were a little bit buggy and fucky and like completed when they shouldn't complete or they you know didn't complete when they should yeah. and like i think that alone was pretty fantastic it was kind of funny though seeing like the issues with the Zanis. like that, that that's all that i got from combats is it was really funny like having other people's instances of the regular nightmare really strange <laughs> like, your just the, be like, the other one that was just the the big one I noticed is because the first thing I did on day one was went to Barrows. And then the one was like, don't get hit by any brothers. And I was just yep. like, Wooks calculated. It's like a one in a million chance to like have that happen to you. I was like, Jesus. Like, and, uh, but yeah, like, you know, it was just fixed later. So. <laughs> Wait, no hits at all? Like, you couldn't take a single bit of damage? Like, you had to, yeah, you had to not let any Barrows brothers attack you. Like, that oh, was it. Right. And so, like, you open the coffin or, like, whatever, like, the coffin in the middle of the room and you had to make sure. And you only had a tick of clearance. <laughs> like, it was basically impossible. You just had to get lucky on six different uh, openings, basically. Like, you just, you just had to get lucky. Because if the Barrow's brother were to spawn anywhere within, like, three tiles of or, like, I guess a three by three of you, it would uh, it would hit you. And that would fail it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember now whether I did that one on release because I remember running around the room trying not to get hit by the Burroughs Brothers and I fucked it up every time. Yeah, no, it was like impossible. It was like impossible to do. Perfect. So. I love it. Okay, Adicon asks, what are your personal favorite and most hated bits of content coding wise? And then he also asked, if you could get lucky on just one pet, what would it be? Oh, wait, don't bother answering that last one. <laughs> Funny. Hilarious. Good job, bud. Proud of you. <laughs> Not joking, you're fine. <laughs> what, are but, your, um, what are your personal and yeah, yeah. favorite and well, most hated my... bits of content, coding-wise? So basically asking me, like, which of your coworkers is shit at coding, which is great, now? <laughs> yeah. So my... Uh, my favorite bit of code content wise, sorry, content code wise, I don't know if it's like okay to say something of my code, I guess. Like, that it, it's not an arrogance thing. It's just like the thing that made me the happiest was what I implemented because, you know, I implemented it. It, it, it. I have the most emotional sort of association with it. And that's the XP tracker. I loved making the XP tracker. And yeah, I know, obviously I know that system inside out since that was my system. And there was so many jank little 
bugs and little tiny things that I had to deal with there that made me just really happy and just like made the whole system feel like you know it took ages to do and it was really really challenging so that's kind of where I get off the most really is making my own code not necessarily just like working with someone else's code so um, I'm a little curious do you find the most enjoyment of it after it's completed and you see it like from like you just I don't know like you take a step back and like wow I did all this or is it like the process of it is even fun all the way through because I don't code I I couldn't I don't I don't know how to code so but you enjoy the journey sometimes you get so deep in there that it kind of like it can be quite frustrating because like you'll say oh I need to make like an edit to this like the way that this process of the code works like how this certain bit of information gets reset every time and then you realize that that's already tied into like I don't know 20 different places in your code already so you have to go through and pick out each one and make sure that you sanitize it every time and do the right thing and don't screw anything up and that can be stressful because you just have things go wrong and then eventually it works and you're just like what the fuck is this actually working can i trust that it will work or am i just full of crap you know did i actually get it that's 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 if i was a coder that's exactly how i would feel is just like there would be just something hidden that i just would never find and the whole thing would just be broken forever i just i, I just feel like there's always just gonna be something that's just fucking with it and i'll never be able to find it that's why i love our qa team because ultimately they test nearly everything that the user will ever do with it and also whatever they can think of that the user probably wouldn't do and That's crazy. it makes a huge difference because yeah there's going to be edge cases and there's going to be fuck-ups but they are going to reduce that by a lot so it just the confidence it provides me is just incredible really that's awesome like mod gecko was the guy who was doing all of the um qa work for the xp tracker and he was just exhaustive with everything and yeah i just i feel really good now because the xp tracker was huge and it was scary and it was my favorite but it created a lot of anxiety because you know i know there must have been like 1500 lines of code in there and it was just to me that's a lot of code there's a lot of yeah like system interaction there that was quite scary and yeah i was scared it would all go wrong but yeah now it feels pretty good and what's your most baby in the code base most hated (laughs) my most hated piece of code um i would say the thing that i hate the most about code is when when you can't detangle it very easily um old school runescape code base is a melting pot of different code so you've got good stuff and you've got bad stuff and when it's good it is damn good but when it's bad oh my fucking god is it bad i, I just, would say i'm Sorry, just i was just thinking of like mod ash reworking the poh and just imagining i i, I can't even imagine because i have no idea like how to code so it's just i just remember thinking like that's just gotta be so fucking hard <laughs> to just replace all this shit like I don't yeah know. definitely I think um, I think that it 
I think that it depends really. Like, I think a lot of the code that we have in the old school code base isn't necessarily as readable as I'd like it to be. And I would say that's most common in interface code. So the kind of code behind things like, um, you know, when you go to Tempros and you get like the little heads up display in the top left corner, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I find that that code is very hard to follow, very, quite honestly, ugly and just not very efficient. Like, there tends to be a lot of information present on screen, a lot of variables being passed around and a lot going on. And I'm just not a fan. So, like, that's kind of my thing is that I'd say interface code in old school RuneScape could do a lot to improve. And I've been trying my best to get good at interface code. That's kind of like my thing now is... I like to be the person that works on interfaces, you know. So yeah, I would say interface code is somehow the thing that I hate the most and the thing that I love the most when I get to work on it and do mm. my best work with it, you know. I bet it's hard to work at Jagex as a coder with like OCD. Like seeing the melting pot, as you put it, of just code. Like that's just kind of like enrage people, I feel like. Somewhat, but I I don't I don't really get angry I just I I love cleaning things you know like I love the feeling of reaching in and helping improve systems and help people develop standards they're working with and yeah sometimes the melting pot is kind of a bit crazy it's a bit difficult to work with but sometimes there, there is some beauty with like you know, going back into a code file from like 2005 and just nobody has touched it since 2005. It's like like blowing the dust of a, off of a dusty old tome and yeah. just opening it and being like, oh my God, you know, like who the hell is this JMOD? Who wrote this? And like the code is jank as shit. And the reason that it's jank isn't because they were a jank programmer it's because they didn't have the tools available to them at the time yeah. that i do now you know and like you know the code that they wrote in 2005 was randomly converted with a mass script converter back in the day so it put a whole bunch of weird spaces everywhere and everything is all over the place and looks strange and for some reason there's also some german in there because at one point german was <laughs> a language that runescape was translated into you know like Oh I love it. I think that's beautiful. I think that's it's part of the character of our game. Twenty years of heritage, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fucking frustrating, and yeah, you want to fix it, but God, it's beautiful, you know. Like, you know that post I put of the the brooms in uh the the brooms in Lunar Isle that were meant to be sweeping the hall yeah, there, but instead the they were teleporting out to sea in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Now that people know about that, what would you prefer? Would you prefer that we put them back on the Lunar Isle and we had them t uh, sweep up where they're meant to sweep up, or should we turn it into a tourist attraction? where you can teleport out to sea and watch them sweeping the ocean. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind either way, but that's just 
Why? It's so random. So who who knew about that before you like shared that? They're just random brooms because like you can't see them, right? As yeah. A player. So that yeah, you can't see them because it's too far out of the sea so, to actually see. So do like uh, there has to be like some people that know know, but like what what was? <laughs> it's just one of those the things. Absolute, it comes back to yes. like the humor. Of like them just being out there, but it's like you don't ever get to share it. I feel I don't know. It's just weird, strange to me. Yeah, I mean, it was a mistake that someone had made, and that was all really. And that's why it was funny. <laughs> um, it wasn't like done on purpose. It was oh wait, just but, an oversight in the but, code. But it was an oversight. But they saw it and they didn't fix it, or they just it was truly an oversight and they actually just forgot. They missed that they were, that they were in the ocean. Oh, they literally okay. missed that they were there. I thought they I just, so they funny. saw them out there and like, eh, I'll just keep it. Like, Damn. No, no. The, the interesting part is that we had deduced based on that, that Luna Isle during development had actually been further over towards the east. So the entirety of Luna Isle had actually been moved. <laughs> it's just that they forgot to move the teleport routes of the brooms. Oh, God. So yeah, it was they were yeah, just out there sweeping the ocean instead of in the aisle. Yeah, if you move the brooms now, it'd just be wouldn't be old school anymore, you know. Just, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the things. important part. And it's like, like the green pixel on the construction icon. <laughs> you know what? She, you want to know? There is no green pixel on the construction icon. Ne- in fact, sorry, there is now, but there never used to be. What? We uh. So here's the thing, right? Life isn't as it seems sometimes, guys. Sometimes shit's fucked, and you don't necessarily know why. So we didn't have a Queen Pixel on the construction icon. That was simply a compression artifact from the way that we compress image icons down into the game. All along, that file, as it was being compressed down and it put out the construction icon, had been putting out a green pixel. But then we added something to that file and then the compression worked in a different way. And hmm. all of a sudden, the green pixel was gone because it was being compressed correctly then. And then the community were in uproar. <laughs> so yeah. we actually had to manually go into the file and put a green pixel in there. <laughs> you know what's funny? I use XBR, so I actually have four green pixels. Actually, watch. Give me one second. I'm going to take a picture of this with ShareX. It's going to be kind of loud. One sec. I'm showing this. I look forward to it. <laughs> There's, it might be, I don't even know. It's a jumble. It might be like five or six pixels, but it's just this little green lump right there because I use XBR. Jesus Christ. Did you know that uh, there was a person, I don't know if it was on Reddit or if it was one of my friends that mentioned it, but they always thought, that the construction symbol was a dude's fist. Like, so if you're looking at it, like, look at the construction symbol. They thought that the blade of the saw was a person's sleeve and that the dude was, like, like putting his fist up in the air. I don't even know how the hell you see that. Like, I can kind of see it. But he was just set on, like, that wasn't a saw sawing wood it was a person's fist up in the air or some shit like that and because he saw it so young as a kid he couldn't like unsee it for so long 
So it's just a fist going through a wooden plank. Yeah, or some, or like, yeah, I guess. I, I honestly don't know. It's like, have you ever seen like the rune plate skirt and it looks like a bed? Oh no, you don't do this to me. Let me yeah. have a look. I mean, I have to do it to you. Let's have a look. I'm gonna, it's I'm gonna like show it as well, just so people see. Oh my god! I literally looked it up on Google, and one of the first responses was <laughs> that it was a bed. It is. It's a bed. Oh no. <laughs> I'm going to show the audience. They probably all know what I'm talking about already, but... Oh, I conveniently have one in my... In my bank. Let me just take a picture of it real quick. What have we done to this game? There you go. So the bed is... Like, this is the frame of the bed, I guess, where, like, the pillows would go, like, right here. And then this is, like, the blankets drooping over right here over the bed and then this would be like i don't know i'd say like a twin maybe a twin xl bed doesn't look quite like a queen love it but yeah that's how you see the bed you just sleep on that <laughs> and like as soon as you see it, you can't unsee it there's there's another item that i always think looks like something i'm, I'm not going to be able to remember but there's an item that I used to think looked a certain way, and then somebody said, oh, no, that's – oh, I know what it is. It's not going to look the same, though, because I'm on XBR. I don't even know if I have the item in my – oh, I do. Okay, this this fucking item, the insole Dagonoth head. I what? had no clue what I was looking at for the longest time. Hold on, let me just have a look at it because it's been a while. <laughs> that is a head with teeth. Come on. Okay. Why the hell? Why the hell is it? Why is it on its side? First of all, I don't know. Man, it's just like it's a fucking seven head. I did not know what I was looking at. I did not know this was an eyeball, and I didn't know because I just see every insult head as they're they're facing like upward, you know. And then this one's randomly slanted to the fucking side, and I had no idea what I was looking at for so long. I'm like, uh. Like, I couldn't even tell you. I just thought it was a fucking thing. Like, I didn't know what I was looking at. I didn't know this was an eyeball. I didn't know this was a mouth. I just didn't know what I was seeing. And I just accepted the fact that I didn't know what I was looking at. So strange. But now I can clearly see it. I love it. Like, I can clearly see it now. But it was so hard for me to just understand what I was seeing. Interesting. Anyway. I'm looking forward to seeing like the the format of this podcast because like <laughs> I look at other podcasts you've done and you've like neatly arranged it into sections. Oh, and, like, like oh, like the timestamps. I've only done those. Yeah, few. I'll do it. I'll do it with this one. And this is gonna be hilarious. You just like Zuko <laughs> goes on like a twenty minute rant about the green pixel on the construction <laughs> icon. Like that's valid, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's some, like, sometimes I don't know how, like, I think it was MoFo's cast or something. There's just, like, so many random timestamps. I'm like, I don't know whether to just include this in one big section and just say miscellaneous or just every 30 seconds say it's a different topic. Like, I don't, I need somebody in my audience to make timestamps. There should be a dedicated timestamp oh for the Save cast, you know? And I won't pay you a dime, but just do it for me. Anyway. The way that you do it. I think I do pretty well at at like the few attempts I've done 
at making timestamps. I think I've done pretty well, but it's effort. You do a wonderful job. Thank you. You should be proud of yourself, friend. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yo, a good podcast. Thank you. You're gonna make me cry. Yoda's. I Yo- will make you cry. <laughs> Yoda's Yoda. Well, he asks, "What kind of OSRs player are you?" But I think we've kind of covered that. He has some other questions, and he asks, "Well, it's, it's kind of going on about what kind of player are you?" He's he's asking like endless spreadsheets, goal lists, to dos, or winging it and just doing content you enjoy. And then he's also asking, "Are you a fancy boots or a fighter boots?" I want to I want to ask that specifically. Are you a fancy boots or a fighter boots type of person? What do you think I am? Fancy. I'm fancy. Good. I'm fancy as well. Fancy is the only actual correct option there. But like, yeah, I'm. when people ask me what kind of a player I am, the answer would be yes. The one thing is that I'm not into PvP. Um, I would like to be into PvP, but I'm not personally enticed by that game mode in old school, uh, the, like the way it works in old school rather. Are you talking about Predator versus Prey, or are you talking about, like, LMS and things where it's, like, everyone's consenting to fight each other? I think kind of both, to be honest. I'm just... I I don't know. I just find it hard to get into. What about, I guess... I know nobody really plays Castle Wars anymore. What do you think about Castle Wars? (laughs) I'm just thinking, like... In an ideal world, would Castle Wars be something you would be interested in if it was still a big thing, there was a good rewards, and it wasn't just botted and, uh, you know, whatever, people just AFKing it? Like, that kind of stuff really does excite me of, like, PvP, I think, uh, I know Soul Wars tried to be that, sort of, but I think OSRs came out with a blog post, like, a year ago, talking about Faction Wars, something they want to come out with. Where there's like yeah, yeah. teams and there's like three teams and they all have their little castle or whatever or little base. And then, you know, there's like a free for all zone in the middle and they're just collecting resources and stuff. I don't know how it's going to work, but like that stuff is exciting to me. Typical PvP that we know about in like RuneScape where you're just out in the wilderness, hopping worlds, trying to find somebody that won't fight back. That's really dull to me. Yeah. And- yeah, I would agree. It's. It's unfortunate, really, because I, you know, I think we've got a beautiful game, and I would love to see PvP thrive. I just, I there's nothing about PvP in this game that has yet to draw me in. Like, you know, I wasn't a big fan of shooters, but mm. PUBG, I have like 1,500 hours in PUBG, because <laughs> I PUBG love is... that freaking game. PUBG was fun, in its prime. I, I miss, I used to watch Shroud a lot playing it. That was... He was great, and Banana Man, and fucking Wadu, they were great, I <laughs> loved so them. so much fun. It's so cute, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, but that's because you like open world type games, I'm assuming. Things where you get to I... explore and stuff. Rather than just having a tiny little map where you just shoot people and respawn shoot people. Yeah, yeah. Like, the the fun of PUBG was the things that got me into it. You know, like, when you look at Call of Duty, it was the meta. And everyone played the meta and everyone was good at it. And the thing is that coming into it as a player that didn't like shooter games, I wasn't into it. But I was definitely, back in the day, 
interested in being a bush monster you know just like just hiding in a bush and just like fucking slaying someone and doing like teabagging them like hell yeah that was awesome but like obviously people would just be like oh of course that's the style but like the thing is that was what roped me in that was what taught me to Mm. enjoy that style of gameplay and in the end my real interest was dropping in the center of boot camp and 1v1ing people with the guns and just having a really good time because that was peak PUBG yeah like i kind of i think that's kind of what i would like to see in runescape really is i don't want to see a game mode where i as a crappy no pvp knowledge player jump in and have a shitty time until i can finally kill someone who's worse than me i want the chaos i want the open world i want the fun of like just doing crazy stuff and like pulling off mad strats and occasionally it actually works and then i can like post it to the Mm. internet and be like oh my god look at this dumb way that i like worked out how to kill this guy and then if i did that then maybe i'd know a little bit more about pvp you know you just level up that knowledge a little bit and then by the end of the day i'm a hardcore like lms player you know yeah I'm excited. Uh, I don't know if you recently saw Adicon's tweet or something like that, but uh, they're doing like a 4v4 Castle Wars tournament. And there's like seven oh bells on the line. Like, Oh my God, I love it. That kind of shit, oh, when it, especially when it's community driven. So it's just like people just want to see it. I Okay, Adicon probably two years ago had a stream where he was doing Castle Wars. Just, you know, doing like semi-competitive castle wars with some dudes and it's just that is like peak content like that was so fun to watch because i have no fucking clue what's going on and these people are like sweating you know trying to like win at castle wars and there's so many different strats it's unlike lms where you just kill your opponent when it's like no there's like deep strategy to it if you want there to be and they're doing like a competition i don't i don't know much of the details of it but that kind of stuff really excites me and that would be something that kind of reminds me of PUBG, where it's just like there is a lot you can do with it it's not just kill a player and win it's like now there's and and there's a different objective to it which is exciting you know what we really need to do is we need to add the car 98k to old school runescape car 98 was my gun that was my gun shit man can you imagine just being like just hopped up on like the walls just on the edge of Grand Exchange, <laughs> just like sniping someone in level 50, will they? There's some, like, there, there was just something so extremely satisfying about the Car 98 headshotting people. Just like that, I don't know what that feeling is, but it's like, I want that. Like, that's a good feeling. It's, it's after this, <laughs> I'm going to send you a YouTube video. There was this time where I saw a car going through like the blue zone like fucking i think 400 meters away or something and i just like looked at the car and it looks like i'm literally hacking in the video because (laughs) my my gun just follows the car perfectly and i click and the guy just gets headshot and dies oh god and like it was it's just what happens like everyone has those moments if you (laughs) play a game for a thousand hours and like you just scream and it's amazing yeah 
that's that's what we need in old school RuneScape. I need to have that screaming moment as a player that's not actually that good at it, you know? Well, that I, I will say, just to give RuneScape some sort of benefit, is when you go to LMS and you DDS, like, again, you play LMS long enough, you're going to get some crazy RNG. <laughs> you just DDS somebody like a 40-40 or whatever it is, like max in LMS, like 38-38, just... Just something so disgusting where you just freak out and you're just laughing hysterically because of just how unlucky that person is. And like that, that's 73, I'll risk it for you. <laughs> There's something that is really tilting about LMS and very satisfying because it goes both ways. Like you'll get just shat on when a player's just seriously just way worse than you, but you just get extremely yeah. lucky and you get really unlucky. But yeah, you can, yeah, you can get those really deep. lucky rounds where you're just having the time of your life. Absolutely. Oh, I, I want to see some cool mechanics with PvP. I want to see some fun shit, you know, that just... Imagine if we have, like, a PUBG-style tournament. You just have, like... You know, obviously we've got LMS, which is quite a battle royale, but imagine if we had, like, the circle thing and it was, like, a genuinely huge open area and we had more mechanics, like, hiding was like part of the mechanics as well and people could like blend into their surroundings that's a what bit sucks is like there's that. plugins that will just never allow that it's like uh it reminds me of like the ring of stone that you can turn into like rocks and yeah but it's just like you can't actually hide like because there's plugins nowadays and you're seen on the mini map but what would be cool is if ring of stone like if kind of like removed you from the mini map as well and <laughs> Oh, it's so much fun. Just things like that where it's like the plugins wouldn't, I don't know. Like, There's things like that that could work, but it's just, we live in Pluginville as well. It's just, I just love stuff like that. Like, you know, the, the big moments in PUBG tournaments were, were never the, like, like obviously the shots of the games were like the big ones that people love to watch, but the big ones that people shared were always the silly ones. Like, I think there was one, where a dude was like hiding in a bush and his whole team was wiped and he was like one on four or something. And they just made the dumb mistake of all banding together. And he just threw a grenade out of his bush at them and just killed the whole team and won the tournament. And like, God, man, I love stuff like that. It's just hilarious. That's awesome. (laughs) Yoda's 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 last question was what graceful color do you um, like the most uh rainbow is that no i'm bullshit no no God, hell no um, so painful to look at <laughs> uh white graceful i like the white graceful i think it looks very clean me too i think my favorite though is yellow Lova yeah. Kang. that's my least favorite really yeah i think i would i think i could change your mind about that uh, well, maybe not, but Ow. I will say the yellow graceful it does look like piss yellow, like dehydrated oh, piss yellow, okay. but with the black with it, it's like black and yellow, and then you put like a max cape or an infernal cape on it, and you're looking just like a baller, like you're just looking like a fucking G. And, Do you uh, think it looks like golden then? Yeah, it looks kind of golden. It's got that like golden vibes, and I don't know. There's just something about it with the max cape. It's like the red, yellow, and black. Just like, mmm, that shit's good. I also like Piscalarius blue. Piscalarius. Pis, pis, did I, what did I say? <laughs> Piscalarius. 
It's hilarious, yeah. It's hilarious. Same. Yeah, that is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Piscalerius? Piscarillus. Pisca- Jesus, like, what kind of names are these? No, the we color. were talking earlier about that. These are all just made up fucking words. I swear to God, like this. Okay, is... How do you pronounce the yellow one again? Lovacang. Lovacane. Cane without any. Yeah, Lovacane. Nah, I say yeah, Kang. Yeah. I will never say Lovacane. Lovacane. That makes it sound like you can't pronounce your G's. And I had friends like that that didn't pronounce their G's, and I don't want to sound like that. Lovacane. I would have, I would have a friend that would say Dane instead of Dang. And it, I know this sounds really just dumb, but, like, it would actually piss me off. But the person actually just couldn't pronounce their G's like that. And so, uh, like, it, you know, it wasn't their fault, but it just sounded bad. So saying Lovacane sounds not good. We are so off topic. Right now. <laughs> no, we're having a great time. I, I enjoy it. Piscarillus. In- this is why Piscatorus and Piscarillus. Piscalarius? Why did I always say Piscal? Piscalarius. I need to like just look. I just need to like see the word somewhere. How, how do I? Piscarillus. Piscarillus. Okay. Yeah, my favorite is the white graceful. Piscalarius. Yeah, I would just replace the L and the R. I'm, I'm so a dumbass. This is what happens when you have a conversation with someone with ADHD. Is you, you things just go crazy. The conversation <laughs> ends up being like way off topic. <laughs> um, but it's great fun. Oreo asks favorite ice cream flavor. Oh my god, Oreo! What a wonderful question. Um. So I'm a huge fan of chocolate, but I also can't get over having cookie dough involved. It makes me very, very happy. So yeah, I would say anything that increases the square footage of chocolate per like bit of ice cream, I am I am down for. Like if you can if you can manufacture me like a brownie chocolate cookie dough sort of like the ben and jerry's one what's that one called oh god rocky right no 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 there's a it's literally brownies cookie dough and it's called really? oh god i'm like people are just gonna be enraged that i can't even remember this it's like uh it's too expensive it is expensive it's like six bucks for like a tiny little pint of it yeah, no, I have no interest in eating their stuff because it's just too expensive. I'd rather just make it myself. It's pretty like, good, though. It's pretty good. It is disgustingly good. I love it. You don't even have Bluebell there. Bluebell, there's a... I don't know how, if you like anything like flavored pumpkin. I, I, there's people that are just against pumpkin. There are people that just love it. I feel like there's no in-between. Are you a pumpkin fan? Uh, Somewhat. I okay, like maybe um, there is an in between then. You're soup. an in between. Pumpkin soup is pretty nice. It's very tasty. Okay, well it's not a. that's weird. Pumpkin soup? What? Is it yeah, like what's savory? Wrong with you, yeah, of course it's savory. What the hell do you well, I guess there's like, pumpkin, I guess, I guess it's a vegetable. I know, but I guess there's pumpkin seeds which are savory too. But when I think of pumpkin, I think of sweets like pumpkin pie, pumpkin bread, or cake or whatever. Oh, of course. It's all the American stuff, you know. It's just Thanksgiving comes Pum- around. There, there is a bluebell flavor called spiced pumpkin pecan. 
Oh, and it is like literally so to die for. It is. It tastes. Oh my god! Like, uh, you know, and it's gonna... not pumpkin spice. So there's like pumpkin, and then there's pumpkin spice. Sometimes pumpkin spice is just like aggressive, and it's disgusting. But then, like, so don't be fooled by its name. But oh my god, it's just like, to die for. It's so fucking good. And it's I September, gonna... so it's coming out. Because it's a Christmas. I'm, I'm gonna give you guys a hard time because. Here's the thing. I've spent a lot of time with mine in America and I've gotten to sample all of the tastes of America in my time there. And there are so many things that you guys don't know are good. And there are so many things that you guys think are good that are just not good. Okay, give us some examples. <laughs> okay, here's the thing, right? Chick-fil-A is your best chain in the U.S., just saying, it is the best food there. It is incredible. Oh, that's Chick-fil-A your opinion. The They're not saying that's yeah, what yeah. Americans think. No, I okay. love Chick-fil-A. Okay, okay. And Panda Express is also, by the way, absolutely incredible. And... <sighs> okay, they've gone downhill dramatically over the years, just to let you know. It, I really? used to love Panda, but it's it's shit. Like, every time I've gone there recently, it's just like, what are you guys doing? Maybe it's the one I go to. You just don't do anything <laughs> right. Everything's, like, old cold it's just bad anyway there's one thing that you guys so other than chick-fil-a which again is you know god tier i won't talk to their politics obviously Wait, but you food, like you like you like chick-fil-a food. sauce correct with it Chick-fil-A. yeah okay so my order at chick-fil-a is the same thing every time it is the like i think it's like the deluxe chicken one you know the absolutely one the spicy deluxe the... spicy not the spicy i don't do the spicy but maybe i should Oh, so I just haven't trusted it yet. The spicy, the I haven't had that many experiences yet. Okay, um, continue. And you get it with the waffle fries. Yep. And you make sure that you dip those into the Chick-fil-A sauce. <laughs> you put a little bit of Chick-fil-A sauce in the burger as well. And yep. of course, you get the lemonade. Wait, did you just call it a burger? <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone calls it a burger. It's, just, it's chicken. Yeah. I mean, the chi- <laughs> what, what do you call it? Like a chicken sandwich? Yeah, I guess. Chicken sandwich. People call it a burger. It doesn't matter. I'm just giving bread. a hard time. It's a, yeah, it's the lemonade's bread. really good, I will say. The lemonade's really good. It's, and they it's do a, like, I think it's, it's a raspberry one as well, don't they? Yeah, they have a, I think they have a raspberry one. It's kind it's of amazing. sweet. It's like a little bit more on the sweet side. I like more tart. But it's still really good. It's got like that natural lemonade flavor. But yeah, other than that, you guys just, you have no idea what good fried chicken is other than Chick-fil-A. It's... What? Okay, have you? Okay. You... <sighs> what sucks is like. <laughs> what sucks is okay. Well, first of all, have you ever had Popeyes? I have had Popeyes. Actually, that's not too bad. Popeyes is really good fried chicken for a fast food place. And yeah, yeah. There's a place called Super Chicks here, which is amazing. It's like Chick Fil A on steroids. It's like everything's oh like God. just bigger. And then I need it. Wingstop. I I can't say that's like a fried chicken joint, but it's like wings that are like it's like fried wings, you know. But oh my Absolutely, god, like, yeah. that is the best. <sighs> I love it, but there's like there's a really weird thing about America, right? And you guys have like, you guys have this obsession with the word crispy as if it means food that is good, but like what? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. you're gonna have to define what do you... we don't say I crispy will... to mean good. No, 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 but like. You look at the bacon that comes out of America, right? And it's always, like, the same stuff. It's just burnt. It's just burnt 
bacon is just ruined. It's like tiny little That slivers. is ruined. I agree. That's ruined. Burnt bacon is Thank horrible. You. My brother likes that. I like bacon that still has fatty pieces on it. But it needs to be hot bacon. It can't be, like, cold by that point because then it's kind of weird. But if it's, like, like hot, but yeah. it's, it's like, it's got its, like, crispy pieces, but it's also got its, like, fatty pieces because you can't perfectly cook it. We, oh. we love things dripping with fat in the UK. So, like, if you ever come and see our KFC, KFC is mecca in the UK. It's, like, you go there for a religious experience. You don't go there <laughs> for the food alone. Like... Like, seriously, but it's a completely different experience than the U.S. You don't get, like, the mashed potatoes with gravy and stuff. What you get is you get some chicken and you get some fries. And our chicken is completely different. Yours is, like, crispy and then you've got, like, the white meat and the dark meat options. Yeah. But nah, 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 not in, not in the U.K. You just get the one option of chicken and it's, like, not in the slightest bit crispy all of the skin uh, is like dripping with fat and it's just fucking incredible uh, and like uh that's a little off put it's not crispy like ooh, it's, it's not, not crispy well, it's, it's just crispy. it's just dripping like that it's just very fatty it's like very loose and soft and it's really nice <laughs> okay maybe i'll do like that. i said it's mecca Listen, man when i go to runefest one of these years which I would love to go, and I will go to the next one whenever it's available. I will try that. I'll try Popeyes if it's around there. No, we don't have Popeyes. Wait, what? I thought you said you had Popeyes. No, I, I, okay. I've spent a lot of my time in the U.S., so I've eaten Popeyes. Oh, what were you saying uh, in the U.K.? So in the U.K., we have KFC, but we don't have Popeyes, and we don't have Chick Fil A. Oh yeah, I know you didn't have Chick Fil A, but. Oh, okay, you don't have Popeyes either. Damn. KFC is huge over here. Wait, do you have Taco Bell? We have like two or three Taco Bells in the entire country. But yeah, we I do don't... kind of have Taco Bell over Reggie's menu. I don't like Taco Bell that much. I used to like it as a kid. They've gone downhill, similar to Panda. Yeah. Fortunate. And then there's Jack in the Box, where it's just like, if for some reason you have a craving for like two tacos, some like popcorn chicken, some fries, and a small cheeseburger, and some mint chocolate chip ice cream, you know, you're good to go. Jack in the Box sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And it's all shitty, but if you want a lot of shitty food, then there you go. Yeah. No, the last time I went there, I just, I vowed to myself I'd never go there again, because it was just the worst experience. Okay. Manic marauder has some nice things to say he says zuko radiates serenity what a treat to have her on with her seemingly insane pet rng let's talk pets what is her favorite and least favorite pet uh we didn't actually we we kind of talked about that but we'll go into it more uh if you could add any pet to the game what would it be do you have any irl pets thank you so much for the nice comments friend it really means a lot it's it's very kind to say that about me it's it's an image that I try and give off because I kind of feel like the old school community could do with, you know, that kind of like warm hugs kind of vibe sometimes. We could. But yeah. Um, sorry, I heard the thing about the the IRL pets, but let so, me just get back to the yeah, so it was again. Favorite and least favorite pets in game. And then if you could have, if you could add any pet to the game, what would it be? So I'm assuming like maybe... I don't know. I always thought what would be cool is like a shaman pet. Obviously, that's not a boss, but a little shaman following you would be kind of cool. Pretty cool. 
my favorite pet is either the sock or the bloodhound pet they're just so cool and then my least favorite is oh geez they're all so pretty i love them but um they're not all so pretty there's definitely one that i hate do you hate herbie no i love herbie i think that's awesome i'm glad you like herbie that's my second favorite skilling pet i think good um I think Rocky's uh, sorry, not Rocky. No, no, no. Rock Gollum is kind of a little bit ugly. I'm not. Nah, Rock, Rock, Rock Gollum's cool. In fact, I'm having deja vu right now because I was fishing anglers when I was talking about this on the previous cast. Uh, or not uh, the one with Mofo Scrotos. That's the worst pet. Scrot like the scrotum version of Scrotos. <laughs> what the fuck? I just call it Scrotos because it's the worst. Its actual name is Scotos, but <laughs> I'll call it Scrotos, and it is oh, actually. The most obnoxious, annoying, ugliest pet in the entire game. And that is valid. And it stomps. I, I, I'd like to be able to toggle other people's pets stomping off. Yeah. But yeah, I think my actual least favorite is going to have to be the Chaos Elemental. Uh, that one's cool. That one's like Kraken. It's like, they're cool. Like, they're common, but they're like... They're just chilling. Like, they're not trying to put off any, like, crazy vibes. They're just chilling there. One's just floating. And then the other one's just swimming in the ground. Yeah, those are, like, cool pets. I'll, I'll withhold my judgment then. Okay. Because clearly we, we have a differing opinion on what good pets are. <laughs> okay, wait. Do you, do you, on average, like larger pets or smaller pets? Like, if you could have, um, like, a little tiny one. Like, I'm thinking, like, Vedion versus, like, KQ. Like, what what do you like more, just in a general sense? I like larger. I like sort of overcompensating. See, just, like... I like the small ones. And I wish Jagex would kind of give us smaller pets. What would you like? Like, just make it, things smaller. Like... <laughs> Like, I'm just Very thinking well of Vedion. Like, imagine Vedion was, like, three times its size as a pet. Just, like, damn. Like, why Like why is it so big? You know? Right. Uh, so, I, this might hurt your feelings. I don't mean for it to hurt your feelings. But Temporos is too big. The pet. It's too big. I understand. I didn't if that one, pet, If that pet would have been Kraken size, oh, my God. That would have been so cute and just so cool. But it's just aggressive it's almost like terrifying it's like too big it's like this thing could probably really eat me if it turned on me whereas oh my God, I... yeah, yeah like, I imagine just... imagine kraken five times as large where it's taking up the entire tile that thing is going to eat you alive if you fucking make a wrong if you cross it in any way you know just got my temperos pet out of the bank and yeah it's it's humongous it's just too <laughs> big like imagine it kraken size like that would be cute like just oh like little little tempy and it's called tiny temple and its description is so small so angle even though he is it's a large yeah. <laughs> too big gargantuan too big but, um, that's my opinion yeah, the, uh... <laughs> the other question was about my pet's irl yeah. Yeah, I have two cats. I have Polly and Darcy. They are both rescue cats. Um, Darcy is 10 years old and Polly is two. And I love them both dearly. Um, they're my babies. Like, I, 
I, I treat them almost like children. Polly's not um, particularly confident. She's definitely got quite a lot of like problems and she will try to do her own thing. And I kind of respect that. I just let her vibe on her own most of the time, even though sometimes she wants to cuddle, which is nice. But Darcy is definitely our baby. She, so at night, me and my partner, when we go to sleep, we will move our pillows apart and then we'll put a vertical pillow between us. And then Darcy will crawl up onto that pillow and then go to sleep between us. <laughs> she sleeps between our heads. <laughs> See, I'm allergic to cats, which is really sad because I think cats are very, very cute. They're wonderful. And I'm very allergic to them. Like, I remember going over to my friend's house when I when I didn't know I was allergic to cats. I must have been oh eleven. I must have been eleven or so. So I never had pets at my house besides like little fish or little water frog. We had some hamsters as well once. Um, but yeah, I went over to my friend's house and he just randomly had two cats over there that weren't even his. They were like babysitting cats, and I was okay. shoving this cat in my face basically because it was so cute. It was just like. You know, you're just cuddling with it and you're just snuggling all up with it. And dude, yeah, I was, I couldn't breathe. Like I thought I was actually dying when I went to sleep. Finally, I was like, you know, when you get that like wheezing, like, like you just can't even yeah, breathe. Yeah. yeah. I was, I couldn't even like see clearly because my eyes were just watering uncontrollably. I couldn't breathe out my nose. I could barely talk. And I was like, dude, I am dying. And it was, and it was getting worse and worse and worse. And I, you know, it's like one of those things where you're like 11 years old and your friend's parents are like intimidating. So you don't want to say anything. Yeah, yeah. You're just trying to like power through, you know, like I'm I'm good. Like I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> just dying over here. Yeah. You don't see No. And they were both asleep and I was intimidated slightly. And it got to the point where I actually was like coughing for air. <laughs> and I was like, okay, oh. like this is enough now. Like I got to go. Uh. And the thing is, <laughs> I was still cuddling with the cat because I didn't know it was a cat. I thought I was just dying to, like, fucking cancer or something. And I was still cuddling with the cat. So it was going to get worse and worse and worse until I died that night. But I eventually just knocked on their door. I'm like, I need <laughs> my parents. Like, I need to fucking – I'm going to die anyway. Yeah, that's when I realized Aww. I was allergic to cats. But um, I still find Such them very shame. Cute. Yeah. yeah, I'm slightly allergic, but I take pills for it so I can look after my babies. I don't understand. See, I have to take pills, and even then, I'll still sneeze and stuff. Um, but I, I <laughs> you must really love cats if you're still allergic, but you're just willing to take pills and stuff, and like, ugh. A minor allergy, honestly. Like, I take a tiny, like, hay fever tablet basically every day, okay. and I'm fine with it, really. So, and you, I think you can't. I, I could be wrong. I'm not a fucking scientist, but like, I think you kind of build a tolerance to it over years, right? Or am I just making I up shit? I, I think you're making up shit. I probably I, I, I wouldn't describe this but tolerance. When you're younger, I, again, not a scientist. I feel like when you're younger and you were just like born into a household with cats or something like that, like you're just not going to have the allergy later or something. There's something about that, yeah. So I just feel like the more time you. You know what? I'm going to stop pretending like I'm a scientist or anything and just let the experts do their shit. But... You're, a, you're, you're a real scientist. Thank I you. believe in you. I'm a runescape scientist. You are. You, you, you definitely are. 
Rills asks, what is it like working with Mod Ash? Um, Mod Ash He's a community favorite. He's a god. One of the most gracious, <laughs> wonderful, helpful human beings you will ever meet in your entire life. Aww. And the love that the community has for him is based only on a tiny fraction of what he provides for the people in our community and the people around him. And he is an endlessly entertaining, fun, and wonderful developer to be around. He shapes the game. He helps us to define what the game is, what it should be into the future. And as a developer, he has always been there for me. And I am privileged to get to work with him. Oh, That's what it's like to working with Madash. That's awesome. He does. He's he's just great. You he's... guys can do the whole praise be to Godash thing, and it might feel like a bit of a meme sometimes, but God damn is it. He a good dude to work with, I can tell you that's that. Awesome. See, that's good to hear as well, because, like, yeah, you know, sometimes you just see a person on the internet or something. But uh, when you get real testimonies like that, like, oof. Yeah, no, he's awesome, and he's just been so amazing for the game. And he's, like, We're stayed lucky. true to Jagex, which is, like, really admiring. I don't know, it's just, like, it's admirable to see. Like, he loves the game so much, and yeah, he could probably do so much more. I, I don't know, I just feel like he... He's a really talented guy. He could do other things if he wanted, but he's, I don't know. I will message him at like 10.30 p.m. on a night where I've just been like obsessing over some specific code and just been like super amused about it. I'll just message him about it sometimes and I'll see him pop online and he'll start typing immediately. And then he'll tell me not only why the code was like that in the first place, but also give me a decent backlog history of everything that went into those decisions back then, why it would be like that, and ultimately how things could be improved and also how things could change going into the future. Like, sometimes you'll just see little comments from actually around the code base. Like, um, I, I remember at one point I was doing an edit and I forget, he, he wrote basically something like, one day, hopefully, this type of code will be available in interface code. Let's hope for the best that that happens. And then I looked at it, and it was dated like 2015. And I was like, hang on, we we have that now. We do have that. So I wrote to him, and he's like, well, there you go. Implement wow. it. So, yeah. So he literally predicted it was going to happen six years before it happened. And just there I was to pick up on his comment and to just make a bit of code a bit nicer because the new you know, engine option had been implemented. That's awesome. I, sorry to interrupt. I just realized I had not been wearing a rod as blessing for three hours fishing anglers. <laughs> so. You, you, you've had a hard time, my friend. I have had a hard time. I was realizing like these inventories are going a little bit slower than last time. I feel like she couldn't pick up on it for three hours, but I finally, finally realized what it was. Yep. <laughs> been a, it's been a rough been a rough rough gameplay but you know whatever 
You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> so rough. You know what? It's a good thing we decided to only do that little bit of Temporos because I'm just imagining how different this cast would have gone if I had stuck there the whole time, just stuck it out. We would have like, <laughs> gone been, like 20 minutes been, of questions. You would have been pissed at me. I would have kept throwing games. I kid you not. Like You would have actually been pissed at me, I feel like. The, the discussion about Chick-fil-A would have gone on for like two hours. <laughs> it wouldn't have even started. I wouldn't have even known what was happening because I'm focusing on too many things. What are you talking about? KFC? They have that there? Like, what? <laughs> okay, let's... let's uh, I'm going to have you answer this question. A cold one yeah. asks, if you had to take an educated guess, which J-Mod can fit the most marshmallows in their mouth? All right, so this is a very serious question. And it's one that deserves a serious answer. And so this is something that I'm going to have to think about. Ultimately, the question might come down, like to a layman, it may seem that it would come down to the size of someone's mouth. However, there is more than that, as many uh, trained certain adult actresses might actually be able to show you that actually, funny enough, being able to fit stuff in your mouth is kind of an art in its own form. So, oh shit, now I really can't answer the question. Um, <laughs> Christ. Yeah, who are you gonna who are you gonna say now? Who? I, you know what? I Checkmate. You I yourself. am going to flip a coin, like a fifty sided coin. Um let's go to the old school dot com website. Let's Look for a list of the 6,000 J-Mods we now have. And we're going to put a random number generator in. So let's go onto Google and random number between 1 and 50. The answer is 17. So the 17th J-Mod can fit the most marshmallows in the mouth. That's 1, 2, 3, 4. Who is it? 12, 8, 14, 15, 16, Ed is the one who can fit <laughs> Honestly, most marshmallows in his mouth. No, memes aside, he probably could fit the most marshmallows. That man is dedicated. Like he, like everyone else would have been just like joking around. He would have probably been dead serious. At least the, the kind of vibe I get from him just from seeing him online is like, yeah, he would go ham on that challenge and he would dominate. He'll fuck up a marshmallow. <laughs> Ed's a good guy too. I like Ed. Ed's awesome. I watched the uh, old school bloopers that old school put out on their YouTube page. And it's like them. Oh, oh it was the Summer Summit uh, bloopers that weren't included. And I didn't realize how much of a potty mouth Ed had. It was pretty funny. Oh, he's great. Yeah. I too, uh, that guy's funny in, as fuck. I think it was June or July. I went to his house for like an, a kingdom divided barbecue. It's kind of like celebration thing. Mm -hmm. And he had all these cute animals. They had a bearded dragon. They got it out and it shot on the floor. And it was really, really just like from an like someone who's interested in animals' perspective, it was just interesting. Like they it it shit like a white shit. It's really weird. What's a bearded dragon? It's like a lizard, but like really scary. Uh, um, I'm gonna look this up real quick. 
yeah, like apparently they shit like once a week. Oh God! They just decided to show it to us. They're like, "Hey, look, it's a bearded dragon." So, got to touch the bearded dragon, then it pooped. I'm looking at them right now. It was a good time. <laughs> this one just looks like it's saying, "Yep, cock." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, Ed's awesome. I would. It is awesome. I want to go to RuneFest. I want to meet all you guys in person. Yeah, come hang out. We'll go get real chicken. And I've never been to the UK. I've never been to like, I've never crossed the Atlantic Ocean, so that would just be to such a fun experience. Really? Yep. Oh damn! Oh, there's a lot that you'd really enjoy doing around here. I think the first shock that you would have is the experiences of like land differences over such a short period of time like, mm. like if you terrain, came to cambridge like just... yeah yeah i mean like you come to cambridge and it's basically like renovated swamp lands it's like it used to be a swamp but now it's like been reclaimed yeah and it's very flat as a result of that it's a very very flat area mm -hmm. and then you travel an hour east of here and you've got like the traditional seaside towns and like yeah exactly like you're you you literally go from the center of the country to like the seaside in an hour's drive that's crazy yeah yeah and um, you can drive like an hour sometimes over here and then people will speak with a completely different accent entirely different that's so weird because in, in, in the United States, you can understand anybody, basically. But I know, Maybe. I know in, so I've been to Mexico and like, there are so many dialects in Mexico that like, you, you literally won't be able to understand. Like, it's a completely different language, basically, like different parts of Mexico and stuff. And I've, I've heard, like, I've seen videos on like people with crazy old English accents that you can't even understand, like what what the hell they're saying <laughs> like just yeah. like these old people just what <laughs> i didn't get a word you just said yeah, yeah scottish can be kind of like that sometimes yeah with, uh, a lot of english people it's hard to understand okay but it's still still quite a journey to scotland like six hours or something from a here. journey that's like just getting out of the state here it's like <laughs> exactly we drove i, I I don't even know where I mentioned. I think I mentioned this on the last cast, but like I drove 48 hours like across the country, like multiple times, like because I'm from oh, Oregon. Dude. We'd go to North Carolina, which is like all the way on the East Coast. My God. Yeah. And we, hell, we've man? done that multiple times as well. And we would take like little stops and stuff. But for the most part, we just drive straight. Why wouldn't you just take a plane? Uh, We have like once or twice, but the... I prefer planes, honestly, just because I want to get there quicker. But my family, yes, my dad loved to drive. so I guess so. I've done um, I've done Chicago to Seattle and back a few times, which was fun. Driving? Plane, but, oh, plane. Oh, over plane. But I've done Seattle to San Francisco driving. And it, it's a bit much. I'm That's like, like, yeah, isn't that like 20 hours or something at least? About 15. Okay. Wow, it was, yeah. yeah, my butt hurt at the end of it. It was just <laughs> yeah. tiring. Ingrid asks, what is your favorite Easter egg in the game? 
all of the Easter eggs that you nerds are never going to find. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, is it one, though, East... that you haven't exposed yet? Or is it one yeah, you've already dude. exposed that's your favorite? No, I don't, I don't expose Easter eggs. I just tell people when they're found. You know, like, mm. if, when a player finds it, then, then I'm like, well, look, guys, it's been found. Um, There is actually a funny Easter egg, and I haven't mentioned it yet to anyone. Um, past, well, I have mentioned it like to the wiki team, and that is, there is a certain quest where if you have a certain item equipped at a certain time, you will get a little bit of flavor text, and that's a really funny one. I really like that one, mm. but I can't tell you about that one because it <laughs> would give favorite. away the information. It's not my favorite. It's just one. It's one of my favorite undiscovered ones. It's quite cute. Do you think you have a absolute favorite, or do you think there's just a multitude of well, random? I I implemented my first avatar, the last Airbender F reference. That's got to be my favorite Easter egg. Is <laughs> like where 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 is it found in a quest? Ah, there's like the the blue heron transmog that you get from mm. Tempros. Yeah. Um, you can uh, you can feel. Uh, feed eel sushi to the blue heron and it will just like throw out a rick and morty and a avatar reference oh wow are you a fan of rick and morty no it just i just wanted to do that i'm not a fan <laughs> of rick and morty i just like going ah this kind of seems like it makes sense my brother's I'll obsessed put it with in rick the... and morty <laughs> yeah i remember when it came out but it's not really my thing to be honest <laughs> that's awesome that's cool. Isn't that cool that like you played this game for so many years and now you're like making it and like you can like kind of do these little fun things like that's just so cool. Okay. I have to ask, does the game feel as magical now that you literally work on it at, for your job? It feels even more magical now that I work on it for my job. Are you just saying that though? Because I... No. I genuinely feel like if I worked and like I knew everything about the game and stuff, it's just like I wouldn't feel as dedicated toward the game to like grind it. And I don't know. I just so, feel like uh, I, I have been talking to you for all of about three and a half hours now. And I am doing that because I am having a really, really good time. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not. There's nothing, you know ultimately productive about this other than i'm getting to know you and you're getting to know me and we're putting out a cool podcast you know that's how i feel working for this company and you know there's i i guess that's like sometimes i'll see messages on twitter from people that just basically say like you know oh they i suppose they think that jagex pay me to act the way that i do but it it's simply not true this is just who I am. I you are fucking love this game. You're a robot to, to Jagex. I am, not a, I am not a robot. I, I swear to God, I joined Jagex because I wanted to. I was I was working a job that I loved. I was being paid well. And then Jagex offered more money. And they offered me a job that I couldn't say no to because it seemed really fun. So, yeah, I, I made the choices I made out of happiness. That's awesome. And that's it, really. And... Honestly, dude, like, yeah, I, the game is magical to me, having, like, 
knowing how things work now, like knowing the little subtle intricacies, even the little things I get to learn about, um, like the engine, the way that the engine works with the code that we write, it's really fascinating. The little subtle things that seem to go wrong that I have to work around, it's always fun. And dude, like even like the development history of things, getting to know everyone behind the product and like, you know, sometimes I'll be like doing a quest and like I, I did this when I was streaming actually like a few weeks ago. I like I was just doing Corsair Curse and then I was like, this guy seems pretty cool. I wonder who wrote it. And then a little interface with a doll popped up on the screen and it played like a little sound jingle and I went, Oh, it's a mod ash quest. <laughs> because yeah, like that's kind of what happens. You start learning people's tone, you start learning people's wow. like calling cards and their signatures and like that becomes the beauty of it it, it's a cool. different experience a little bit because yeah like you know i helped make tempros when i fish those rewards those are rewards that i got but that doesn't take away from the fun of getting like the fish barrel you know mm -hmm. at all it doesn't change anything it just it just makes it feel even more magical because i helped bring it into existence you know it's like not only is RuneScape something I really enjoy, but also it's kind of my baby now, you know? That's a... <laughs> uh, you put what? it... I don't know. I just think it's... I think it's great. I think the way you describe things is just wonderful, so... Thank you. appreciate that. But, like, that's kind of the thing, is that when I see those kind of messages online, I just want to tell people, like, dude, I'm happy with my life and there's so much cool shit that goes on here that, like, I want to share that happiness with you. Like, you know? Mm -hmm. There are so many moderators and just, well, not moderators, sorry, but, like, employees at Jagex that they just want to share a part of themselves with you every day. And so many of them do so, so much beautiful work and I'm so fucking proud of them for what they do. And it's, you know, this game is the amalgamation of, like, personalities of people from 20 years of different backgrounds. And I think that's absolutely gorgeous. And I can't wait to be continuing that, honestly. I'm so glad that I get to be part of that. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Mod Zuko, we are going to be wrapping things up, but before we wrap things up, I am going to ask you to shout out three individuals from the OSRS community that you think deserve a shout Ooh. out. And they don't have to be the absolute best. I'm not saying top three, I'm just saying three shout outs. They could be the top three, but you don't have to say if they're top three. Just three shout outs that you would like to give. Do they have a theme at all? No theme, just OSRS community, so it can be, you know twitch uh your co-workers i guess or just random players or just anything i am going to shout out cook from the osrs wiki i'm going to shout out spinewilder from the osrs wiki and i am going to shout out adam from runelight you guys are incredible and your work is loved and appreciated thank you so much that was short and sweet. I love that. And I'm sure they appreciate it. That, see, also, those are... 
like Adam, we all know, but like the other two, I feel like so many people, I, I don't know who they are exactly. I know they now that they work for the, I mean, they're, they're part of the <laughs> wiki team. Yeah. I don't, I don't know who they are. They are just guys that work on the wiki. I believe that Cook is the founder of the OSRS and OS yeah, and wikis. I wouldn't know that because amazing. they don't they don't get the recognition they deserve. Like Adam, no, like don't. everyone knows who Adam is, but like I don't just go to like oh like these are the people that are like doing the <laughs> yeah, and I don't wiki, think Adam even gets insane. as much recognition as he deserves. Honestly, he's just yeah. incredible people that work on this product without even being like paid to work on the product. You know, that's insane. It's amazing. Well, Zuko, thank you so much for taking your time after work to come and be on the Save Cast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on, and I like seriously appreciate your time. It's an it's I an honor. Had a crazy amount of fun. Thank you so much for facilitating it and just being a really cool person to talk to and making it easy to just like. I don't know, man. It's it's not easy to talk to someone for like almost four hours but you made it <laughs> awesome and fun and i love glad. it i'm glad you're doing a great job dude i am really happy that you know i most guests come away from this thing and like i didn't think i'd be able to talk for more than 45 minutes so it's always <laughs> reassuring to me that people can stay on and talk to me for more than a couple hours and that's you that's your work and how you keep things moving and interesting well, Modzuko, thank you again. Uh, I don't even know what to link in the description. I know I'm going to have your Twitter in there, but is there anything else you'd like to have linked? Oh, I'll tell you what, I won't sell out my Twitch yet. We'll just um, we'll just slightly put that. But I I'm stream. putting your Twitch on there. I wasn't. <laughs> Here's the other thing: is like I'm always, you know, Flippy. So Flippy also streams. It does. What? I'm curious. Are you guys not allowed to stream on your like mod? on your mod stream on your mod uh, accounts like jagex um, like, zuko account <laughs> or is that like against your like on the twitch or on, on the... twitch like no, are... no, i mean like on the, on the twitch jagex accounts or on like or showing our jmod accounts on twitch it's, yeah no no so are you allowed to use your twitch jmod accounts like jagex zuko twitch account like are you allowed to stream with that or is that like designated like oh you can't like you're yeah. I'd prefer not to like navigate that minefield, given that I'm trying to earn mm. money personally through my streaming. If that makes sense. Mm, so I see. I see. I see. I see. I'm not about to like use Jagex to like. I, I, obviously <laughs> Is that the I, reason I, then? Because I never understood that. I was just like, because like even Flippy, like I was like, I, I saw the name and I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize it was you until I saw, like I looked at the thumbnail. I was like, oh, that's Mod Flippy. Yeah. And then, like, I you as well, I'm... is it pronounced Fiera? Yeah, that's me. So I'm like, I, I would have had <laughs> I would have had no idea unless, you know, unless I saw the thumbnail or, like, it was mentioned. So I'm just like... Oh, yeah, it's, it's honestly because, you know, I, like, at the end of the day, I, I do use Jagex to sort of, like, be the reason that I'm streaming, if that makes sense. Like, you know, people come and hang out with me partially because i work for jagex but i don't use that as like the only reason to mm. come to my stream and spend time with me and hang out because if if i was just like piggybacking off of jagex yeah. then i'm using their brand to make money in my spare time it's yeah. not it's I, not i see you now 
I understand. So I'd rather just use my own thing. And then if people come in, they're like, hey, you're Monsuka. I'm like, hell yeah, ask me some dumb questions. Well, that's fine. I'm going to have twitch.tv slash Fiera linked in the description as well, as well as your Twitter. Do you have any other links that you would like? Hey, that's that's everything. It's more than I could ever ask for, my friend. Okay. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you again for being on. Like seriously, it was three and a half hours. It was tons of fun. I had a lot of fun talking to you. So. Glad. Thank you for the time for us. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm. I'm. A, I apologize for the time for us. We failed like a game or two. It was beautiful. And then I randomly decided to take a pee and we were like mid or not mid game but, but i was in a game like what am i doing anyway. so um <laughs> yeah just i apologize for all that but listen guys um we don't have any well i i do i'm not gonna say who the guests are for the next weeks but next week isn't set in stone yet so it's up to two different guests uh neither have confirmed yet but Hope you guys are looking forward to future casts. There's going to be some cool guests coming on later. And uh, who knows? Maybe down the line we'll get Zuko on, you know, maybe a year from now or so. Get you back on. We'll talk about what's happened in the past year. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, who knows? It might be short of a year, but I feel like a year is a good time frame to see how things are going. So thank you again. And we will catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.